0: Mm. <laughs> mm. What's up? What's Hi.
1: up? How you doing? Good, how's it going, man? Pretty good Good, we got a uh, good guest this, uh, this week Great guest Jonah Carey Fantastic joining guest joining us Yeah He's a sports writer Mostly known as a sports writer But as we've learned He's a multifaceted uh, renaissance man He's a virtuoso of life He's a sports writer, journalist, author, podcaster Writes for ESPN Has a podcast on Nerd Sports Sports Illustrate Huff- Huffington Post he's written for CBS Sports mm-hmm. Yep, he's got a new uh, podcast on Nerdist The Jonah Carey Podcast Fun guy to talk to Don't you think? Great guy to talk to He's got great stories Funny sense of humor Good okay. Swears he Swears a lot Yeah He's tall Parties He's Tall guy like, Way taller than you
2: to, Way taller than me <laughs>
1: What do you say Like a foot and a half taller than me Yeah, yeah way taller than you it's Like yeah. two feet taller than you Yeah um, Alright so you're gonna like it But let's get to the business first let's, cut, let's do our business Before we uh, Yeah uh, We get some shows we need to plug Should we plug our shows first? Let's do it Okay we're zipping around over the next couple of months, so you guys got to come see us, okay? Uh, 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 the, ne- the next show we have is uh, April 28th through 30th. We'll be in Buffalo at the Helium Comedy Club. The next weekend, May s- 5th through 7th. 5th through 7th. I have it written down wrong here. Denver, Colorado at the Comedy Works. Yeah, that's Cinco de Mayo. Downtown. By the way,
2: the, the, the Colorado shows are always awesome. Not that Buffalo is not going to be. Yeah. But Cinco de Mayo is going to be fantastic. Oh, my God. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. So sure.
1: that's that's uh, May fifth through seventh, and then the next weekend we're doing a little trip. A little trip. We're going to be in Lawrence, Kansas, mm-hmm. on uh, May thirteenth. Lawrence, Kansas, at Liberty Hall. It's Friday. One the, night, one show. Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Do you know yes. I discovered what Lawrence, Kansas, is the home of Hallmark greeting cards? Is that right? I smell an opening bit. Oh, we got a bit to do there. Yeah. Okay. Then the next night, we're driving down to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We'll be at the Cherokee Casino in West Siloam Springs. Do you think I'm saying that right?
2: I know you're saying it right. West
1: Siloam Springs, Oklahoma. I asked the people, I said, how do you pronounce this? And, they said and Siloam? She, yeah, Lu- Lucy wrote back to me, Si-loam. Great, I did it right. All right, that's May 14th. That's a Saturday night. Uh, then in June, we'll be in Seattle. I love Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since you've been there. It has. We'll be at Parlor Live on June 16th, 17th, and 18th and then the next week and we'll be around here locally in Brea, California at the Brea Improv will be here June 23rd, 24th, 25th all new shows all new shows. material so let me do it again Buffalo, Denver Lawrence, Kansas West Siloam Springs, Oklahoma Seattle and Brea and those are the next three months you can go to HeffernandLemmy.com all the links for tickets are there come see us live Love we'll some fun some laughs some beers, right? yeah okay alright another thing I got for you, Lemmy as I point to you I love it you know what's coming up? It, you know, it doesn't matter. Now that you're pointing at me, The weekend good. we're in Denver. Yeah. The weekend we're in Denver. Yeah. We come back on that Sunday? Yeah. Mother's Day. May 8th. May 8th is Mother's Day. hmm And it sneaks up on you, right? It sure does. You forget about it. We'll be out of town. We'll forget about this thing. Here, you still got plenty of time, though, because you can order flowers for mom, the best flowers for her life, from books.com. Mm-hmm. Books. How do you spell books? B-O-U-Q-S. Oh, like a bouquet. Like a bouquet, but it's okay. books. Books flowers are, in a word, gorgeous. Oh, my God. That's what you call your girlfriend, right? Or your wife? What is she? she you married?
3: Yeah, I'm married. Yeah. I okay. call her gorgeous. Okay.
1: Books flowers are grown eco friendly. They're fr- eco friendly. That's great. They're green, that means. Right? Uh, on the side of a volcano. They're born, they're, uh, they're born on the side of a volcano. Can oh, you believe that? I
2: love that. Thank
1: you very oh, much. Good one. Ladies good and one. Gentlemen. Good one. The blooms are larger. The colors are more vibrant. Better soil. More sun. If you order from Books.com today, it's going to be great for you because if you wait until the last second, you get second-rate flowers. If you order today, you get top-rate flowers. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And you know what? Your wife, especially your wife, I know, she knows second-rate flowers. Those are the crappy, what, crappy ones. You know the crappy kind? They die quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gorgeous flowers from the books. They say, thanks, Mom, for all you do. And your wife's a mom, right? My wife has a mom two times. Okay. So what's all this gorgeousness cost? I not hope, much. I hope it's not expensive. Not much. Books prices start at merely forty bucks. Now a mere forty bucks. If you if you have done Mother's
2: Day flower shopping before, you know that forty bucks is a bargain. That's
1: right. And you know what? Books, no upcharges. There's no extra fees. None of that hidden shit. None of those hidden fees, you know what I'm saying? Oh, because like I know
2: that, like, sometimes when I do other places, yeah. and they say, like, oh, yeah, our flowers cost this, and I go
1: there, and it winds up costing four times as much. Yeah, these guys uh, no delivery fee? Delivery's free? Get at it, really? Yeah. That's one of the hidden costs. It's free when you register with the books. And listeners of our show will save 20% off the bouquet of choice. Just go to books.com and enter promo code CHEWIN, C-H-E-W-I-N. That's dot com. promo code CHEWIN. You get 20% off of that thing. That's pretty good. I'm going to say something totally honest here. Cause, yeah. Because sometimes people are like, oh, do you really, you know,
2: do the advertising? Yeah. I'm going to go home Yeah. and go to books.com, and I'm going to enter our own promo code. You should. And get this out of the way. You should. That's part of the thing. Just
1: get it out of the way. Get it for all the women in your life. Mom, wife, daughters, whatever it is. Katie Levine. Your mom. My mom. I'm going to get Jane some your flowers grandmother, from Books. Your grandmother. Scout. A sc- Scout, yeah, Scout, you
2: can have some flowers, but F- Scout's just gonna eat them. I think the, sure. I think the quality of flowers will be lost on Scout. Or, or Scout will be like, it's delicious.
1: Mm. Yeah, delicious. I'm gonna eat those flowers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Books.com. Go there, get ever, some flowers. You ever
2: notice how we can turn any like 60 second ad into a five minute affair?
1: I'd like to think that we make people proud with that. I think it's a good thing. Okay, good
2: books plus books. books is something like i as a native new yorker can say with a good new york I accent like that. i like the way you oh, say it.
1: books oh you guys you shout out books yeah b-o-u-q-s oh it's freaking awesome books, books. you kidding me come love on that place do it.
2: books.com
1: all right that's our business um let's get to the pleasure let's get to the pleasure shall we yeah jonah carey let's get we talk sports and more with jonah we, sh- we talked a lot of stuff we did we talked coke we did oh yeah rock rains <clears throat> all right you guys are gonna love it enjoy the chew everybody do you want to carry? <laughs> <laughs> hey, a little Prima Prima Choo. Prima Good. Do oh,
2: I like Prima
0: Now entering nerdist.com. Chew it With a guy named Kevin
1: Chew it And this other guy Steve Chew it From the TV and the movies And now this podcast stream Chew it They're gonna get chewy Chew it They might even get me Chew it But they're gonna get funky On this podcast thing That's because everyone has guns We played uh, street hockey Because everyone has guns now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. You can't get into a car accident That's someone's pulling a gun these days That's the way, that's why
3: I walked to school starting in first grade, and it wasn't that close. I did too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But now you know the evils that are out in the world.
3: No, but it's actually there's less crime now.
1: I know, but you know it's what? True. but everyone says that. But it's like, it happens, and you know, it's when, more
3: visible now because of the internet.
1: I, but no, I mean, I think there's also like, I think there's, I think there, people make these kidnap arguments, but I think there's more kidnapping than there was in the fifties. Maybe the 50s, I think there but not the
3: seven. No, when we grew up, right. in the seventies or eighties.
1: But it doesn't matter to me. Like everyone throws that statistic. out as a parent, and the parent. It doesn't probability doesn't matter to me. It's possi- a yeah, yeah, possibility know. that matters to me. If I'm the one kid in a million that's get kidnapped, if it's my kid, I give a shit about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, of course. You
1: but, know what I'm saying? Yeah,
3: but my kid's not going off the reservation. Yeah, I mean we're trying to watch them, but I don't. I don't have this deep seated fear that that guy in a trench coat. First of all, it's probably two smaller people in a trench coat, and that's hilarious. <laughs> so it's fine. I, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't scare me. That'd be sweet if they were a kid.
2: Kidnappers were actually two kids in a trench coat. Yes, we're the yes. kidnappers. The kidnappers, <laughs> two kids. I used to walk home. Nap. Seven years old, in New York City. I would I would uh, walk to and from school by myself. Right, and this is you know what this, neighborhood. Uh, the upper east side. Oh, <laughs>
3: the mean streets. <laughs> there are gangs there. The gangs. Listen, so 92nd Street. There are gangs of watch. Hey, listen, we had the
2: 84th Street gang. That's not who you. I mean, the 84th Street yeah, gang. We had run with, with karate. The face you made
3: when you said upper east side.
2: <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me uh, tell you something. Okay. Oh, you know, It was,
3: tough. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The <laughs> 70s in New York away. City
2: was dangerous.
3: Both of you guys oh, we I got know. your asses kicked. Did you see I that know. movie? Um, I know it was. Little Manhattan. Mm-mm. No, what's that? Little Manhattan is a movie about a 10-year-old kid who lives in the upper... I think it's Upper East Side. It's is it a recent movie? It came out maybe 10, 12 years okay. ago. It's okay. a 10-year-old boy who lives... And it's all about his, like... Boy's name is Steve Levy. <laughs> he's a, I think he's, a, 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 a like, an actor-actor now. I think that he made a... I'm, I'm, I suck okay. with details. Anyway, okay. it's about his radius. It's about, like, this... 10 block radius or whatever and he's like the king of the dominion and it's just it's this un, one of the most charming New York movies I've ever holy seen holy
1: shit I mean, this sounds like a life story this it, is, these it, are the stories itself. It,
3: that's it I mean that's what it reminds me of it's just like it's this very smart kid he's got a crush on a girl he's from, maybe he's a little older maybe like 11, 12 mm-hmm. trying to work out the world or whatever but he knows that he's got his like little yeah. thing on lock he's got a scooter he goes around he does his stuff and uh, goes over to the band shell, does heroin. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the, mm-hmm. like, it's just in terms of pure sweetness, it's just such a sweet movie. It's supposed to be a kid's movie, but it's kind of like Manhattan. Yeah, it, it was very affecting. I really liked it a lot. I don't know if it was critically acclaimed or whatever, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. It made you
1: want to move to New York City? You Raise a kid in New York City? I
3: just had a conversation with somebody about this yesterday. Yeah. Um, you can be young in New York City, you can be rich in New York City, otherwise. What are you going to – you're 38 and you're middle class. What are you you doing? Nowadays, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's – you know, you're young. You accept the fact you're going to starve. You're rich. You own it. Whatever, and you're fine.
2: Yeah. Back when I was growing up in Manhattan anyway, there were still uh, neighborhoods. Sure. Very (laughs) low-income neighborhoods. Um, And by the way, that was the threat of the Upper East Side. All right. And I'll just say this for the record. (laughs) A a Canadian fellow who lives in Denver and commutes to Los Angeles who knows about the Upper East Side. I don't trust this. I
3: I know some things. He knows some some things. He knows some things. Have you ever lived in New York? I have not. When I lived in... I used to live in New Hampshire for a while for like five Oh, where? Years. What time? Durham, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. It's on the seacoast side. Like sure, I know. Boston. Yeah. Kevin's wife is from New Hampshire. She oh, is. where? What's well, it?
1: she's more northern Massachusetts, but yes, she lived in New Hampshire for quite a while, around, around Manchester.
3: Yep. Um, so. <clears> uh, oh, New York. So I used to, I was a full-time freelancer for a while. This is like... Oh, six to Grantland to 11, basically. And so we'd live in New Hampshire, and there was a bus, like a like a nice, sure. big, lots of leg room bus that stopped right at the university campus, or uh, UNH is there. Yeah, yep, UNH, yep. So, uh, so you walk two blocks to the bus, and it takes you to Port Authority in exactly five hours. There's food, free food on the bus, uh, great Wi-Fi, all this stuff. And I would just, a lot of my freelance stuff was in New York, so I'd go once a month. Mm-hmm. Sure, So Come on the bus. So I had all the advantages of with the good stuff about living in new york like you're having fun there's lots of stuff to do stuff to eat i didn't pay rent i didn't have to worry about where to get groceries it was all just like party time you some fresh sure. air out in new hampshire you did have fresh air in new That's hampshire right. and i still have this like social group slash gin- drinking group in new york that i've had for seven or eight years And i literally just the distribution list is like 100 people and i just hit you just drop all i'm yeah. unc- i don't go every month let's anymore. get hammered let's, let's get ahead. hammered uh, one of my favorite writing stories of all time was 2012 at this point, I'm not living in New Hampshire, so it was, it was more rare that I would come into town. We used to go to a bar in Brooklyn called Pacific Standard. Okay. Which, oddly, is a Bay Area bar. Yeah. Like, of all the bars, that's the one we go to. They have, like, It's It sandwiches and a lot of West Coast IPAs, and it's a great place. <laughs> they have couches, and they have a copy of Baseball Prospectus sure. that I signed, and so did my buddy, Jay oh, Jassy, nice. yeah. because we're assholes. San Francisco Giants are always on the television. The San Francisco television. Giants are always on the television, yeah. so we're watching, and, and I'm not... You know, I'm not a heavy, heavy drinker, but the beers are great and we're having a few and it's kind of escalating. Like, it's a good night. There's like 35. Well, you're Canadian, minutes. so you can put them back. I'm capable <laughs> of it, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm older and I have kids and whatever. And um, we get to like the fifth or sixth inning and there's a good crowd. Like, we're having a good time. And my editor's texting me. He says, uh, Hey, you, you going to be ready for the thing? I'm, I'm, let's say, seven in at this yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah and yeah. I go, What thing? What are you talking about, man? He goes, you, Are you watching the game? Yeah, the Giants. Yeah, what's going on? It's like, You really watching the game? I go, what well, kinda? Yeah. yeah, Matt Kane, he's pitching a perfect game. I'm like what? <laughs> no, no, terrible. But then, like, I kind of lose track a little bit. Someone comes up and buys me a beer. I can't say no. So now I'm like nine in. It's the eighth in. And He goes, okay, so you're gonna have to write this. And I, I'm so church and state. Like professionally, I sure. I don't drink. I don't nothing. I yeah. don't. I say things like right here, like nothing is. I don't cross boundaries or anything. And uh, he pitches a perfect game, and I'm just. Bah, like out yeah. of my mind bah. but that's the funny hook of your article then well so i right? and i'm staying at a buddy's house this is just pre-uber like 12 yeah, like, yeah. right before so you couldn't like it was late at night so i'm like, I'm walking basically it's like a mile and a half yeah stumbling i'm by myself uh they had gone out of town so now I'm, i just have access to their apartment but i'm like where am i going whose house is this where's the key i don't remember anything <laughs> i like he's, they've got like a pull out like hide a bed i'm like on the bed like tap tap and i literally don't remember yeah and i follow the story and i just crash out like you know so you wrote it in the morning I wrote it because I'm I'm on on autopilot because there's this whole once you do something your whole I've been writing professionally for more than 20 years so at this point it's I don't know, seventeen or eighteen years. It's just a reflex. You can right. write you can when pop it out. It might not be great, right? Sure, but you can pop it out. Yeah, you can get it out. And I read it the next morning. I'm like, this is like a B plus story. It's like yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. And, and I said to my editor, like, did you? Were you okay? Because I don't think he really knew that I was drunk. Right. I go, was this okay? He Goes, yeah. What's the problem, man? I go, uh, nothing. It's good. We're fine. Right. It's yeah. fine. But was it like the kind of
2: thing where you look back on it and you're like, oh, I actually didn't like refer to any uh, specific game uh,
3: uh, incidents. I just wrote a general thing about. But I sort of always have to do that a little bit because I'm analytical, so I have to draw context out of it. And right. I remember that I specifically did a data query about this obscure stat called game score, which is like a combination of strikeouts and walks and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And where does Kane rank all the time? I have no idea how I made this thing. How? <laughs> did I go to Baseball Reference? Did I like... Did people did like aliens come to the apartment and just like yeah let's give you all the stats? I don't remember. Hey, listen, that's, that's like
2: uh, Keith Richards uh, woke <laughs> up one morning and there was satisfaction on his <laughs> tape recorder. He has no uh,
3: recollection of writing it, but there it was. I had um, I have a buddy named Dave Kaufman who's a radio host in Montreal, and uh, it's a very good show um, and it's very eclectic. Like there's no specific agenda. So like, it's sports, it's news, whatever. And he had. His last name is Oldham. I'm botching the rest of his name, but he was the manager for the Stones. Mm-hmm. So, and when I was in town, he said, "Why don't you come co-host the show just for fun?" I said, "Sure." It's like a two-hour show, and so he sits in and he starts talking about it just satisfaction. Reminded me, he's like 64 to 68. The manager, Oh my god, these stories. He's like, oh da 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 da, and then I was here, and then I ran into. Uh, to uh John and Paul, and then I said, How's this and what's this? And, and like yeah. and there was a friendship between the Stones and the Beatles, and and he's just telling these amazing- This guys. is wait, this is Andrew Oldham? Andrew Oldham, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he the coolest guy. Andrew, by the Moog, way. Oldham, Andrew Moog Oldham, I think. Andrew Moog Oldham. Yeah. He's like 72. Yeah. He's so like stylish. Like most dudes, I'm like, whatever. This guy's like a stylish dude, and he's telling these just great stories, and we're just Sometimes you have an interview and just, you just want to, you're just like beaming. You're like, oh my God, this is going so well. Yeah. It was really, and, and it was his show. So I'm just kind of like piggybacking off of it a little bit. And it was super fun. And satisfaction just reminded me of that. And um, Dave, my buddy Dave, is six years younger than me. Um, his first concert was the Rolling Stones in Montreal on a Steel Wheels tour with his mom. He was nine. <laughs> nice. nine. Nice. My first concert when I was 15 was the Rolling Stones on the Steel Wheels tour with my mom because I didn't go to concerts when I was okay. 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 I went to the Steel Wheels tour in college. Nice. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, okay. So 15. Not that far them, apart. Yeah,
2: Syracuse at the, uh, oh, the Carrier Dome. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
3: I saw that tour. Okay. And then with uh, the blow up lady with honky tonk women stuff, yeah, Oh, yeah. that was cool.
2: Yeah, they came back to her. Or
1: Was it a whole lot
2: of Rosie? ACDC, yeah, it was AC/DC did that.
3: Brought the big woman. Yeah. Yeah. she was massive. Inflatable one. Their inflatable one was, was yeah. touching herself. As yeah. one does. A whole lot of Rosie. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. seen ACDC in concert. It's oh a my god! And now god. they have Axl. Well, now you don't, yeah. Now you won't. I used to like GNR back yeah. in the day. Back in the day, we've so, seen
1: ACDC a couple times uh, recently, and and they're just still at age sixty five. They're still fantastic.
3: Oh yeah. Here's a here's a question for you, which just came up in a conversation I also had. What do you do if you like the art, but you hate the artist? Like, Axl Rose, especially back in the day, was despicable. But, but isn't you, that the, that's the Kanye West question now, isn't it? Is Kanye that bad? Oh, Kanye's worse d- As a douchebag? The is a top Kanye's list douchebag. Okay, here's, right? here's my thing about Kanye. Okay. This, is, this is my thing. Uh, Molly Lambert wrote a good story about this. Molly Lambert, my former colleague at Grand she you works for MTV News. And it was about um, um, SSRIs. It was about uh, mood stabilizers, you know, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, she ta- and he has been on them and I, I guess went off them. And I'm, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but yeah. this article is great. And she talks about what happens like when it kind of goes in and out of your system or whatever. It seems to me that he's just struggling. I don't think he – I'm not – maybe he – you, You're going to give Kanye the benefit of the I'm doubt? I'm Kanye the benefit of the doubt. Is <laughs> that what
1: you're saying? Yeah, like well, what you're saying is he is bipolar. Yeah, well, yeah. And I, but it doesn't mean that one of those polls can't be douchebag. Right. right uh, but, one of them
3: definitely is douchebag, <laughs> and I suspect the other one's douchebag, too. Right. Here's the thing. The, this is where it rises to the level of I'm not down with yeah. this. It's d- domestic violence are higher. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, Sure, As sure. far as I know, he's just a schmuck. Yeah. A parts. A yuck. Yeah, yeah. There's no beating anybody. There's no certainly no killing anybody or raping anybody. Like, as far as we know. Maybe that's a low standard for somebody (laughs) in in show business sports. He's no Chris Brown. He's no Chris Brown. He's no Ray (laughs) Carruth. He's no maybe Kobe, you know? Yeah, Yeah. sure. Um, Uh, You know, for me,
2: my my father always said, you can do anything in life that you want. Follow any dream that you want as long as you don't hurt somebody. He meant both physically and emotionally. And, uh, you know, to me, it's like... You know somebody can be insane. They can be as much of an asshole. I've heard Kanye talk about how he's God and he's a genius, yeah. and uh, you know at least he admits that he's a genius, whereas people have this false modesty and I've, and he gets applause
3: for Humble that. Humble brags suck. <laughs> Just yeah. brag. Yeah. Bragging's
2: good. <laughs> yeah, I'm into bragging. Fuck it. But it's like when you go up there, like the Taylor Swift thing, really pissed me off. It's her moment, totally, and you're shitting on it, and you're hurt. <laughs> like you're hurting her. <laughs> yeah. And that's
1: he's a douchebag. Is not cool. Yeah. To me. And, I, and but the pro- the thing is, I guess I'm, I'm not, I don't listen to his music, but. Everyone says how great it is.
3: Oh, well, you've heard his music. You just don't I know. know you it. said that to me before. Yeah. yeah. No, no, for sure you've heard his music. So you know about the whole thing that when the study that says that when you're 33, you're, you're musical, t- you stop acquiring new musical interest. Is that about right? <laughs> oh, shit. I think for, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and I, maybe I, 16. I maybe. We could have a whole podcast about that 16 maybe.
3: I be. haven't taken on much new stuff, but such as it is for new hip hop, like I would just go Kendrick over Kanye. And I'm not yeah. like a Kendrick, like mm-hmm. super fan, but like. You know, if I had to pick, like, he would be my guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I th- it's funny because, like, we've talked about getting older a little bit. Yeah. And,
2: like Particularly when you have kids. Yeah. You know, like, right now, for instance, you know, it's like I'm behind on my TV watching. I go <laughs> I go to the movies once a year in the theater. Right. I um, see kids' movies when I go. My sports teams. Like, right now, like, yeah. if I'm watching the Rangers, like, today at 4 o'clock p.m., the Rangers are going to be playing hockey. And yeah. And if I'm watching that in my family room. <laughs> right. Carlos is going to walk in and he's going to want to watch something. He's like, he's saying, "I don't want to watch hockey. I want to watch something." And I'm be like, "No, Daddy's watching." And there's a chance that he'll get mad about that. In which right. case, I'll just retire to my office and put it on my small screen on my treadmill. You got to teach him out. about the joys of playoff hockey. Playoff <laughs> right. hockey's fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I know this. So like, I know uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I feel that the same way about music. Yeah, you know, like particularly in the digital age. Like now, I'm listening to my iPod. I've got you know the the the, the iTunes. You've got an uh, iPod. I don't have an iPod. <laughs>
1: I have a buddy who keeps <laughs> a nano. It holds on it. Yeah, just like I've got works. them floating around
2: somewhere. I've got, yeah. an, I've got two nanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like, uh, you know, I listen to digital music, and now they select music for me. They're like, based on what you like, here's, here's a mix for you. So I don't hear any new music, and yet you know, you're hearing it. Like, this is yeah, the Kanye sure. thing. sure, You'll hear a song, and I'll be like, oh, that's Kendrick Lamar. Oh, I fucking love Kendrick right. Lamar. You hear But this the is the other song. thing you're
1: going to appreciate as your kids get slightly older, which mine are in that 10, 11, 12 that's how you hear new music. Sure. Because there will be a time where yeah. they stop listening to the music you program for them and they'll be on Spotify and Pandora and, wh- and they'll be pulling in their own music and you're like, what's this? And you're like, oh, that's Rihanna or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's how you will learn that new shit. No, of course, you of know? course. Your kids are six, right? Or whatever it is. So, six and a half year old So twins, at some yeah. point it's coming. They're, they're, yeah. They'll get you there. You well, I have right?
3: to tell you a weird thing about our house. <laughs> um, <laughs> they don't watch television. Okay, that's a
1: rule yeah okay
3: we have two- mommy rule or daddy rule oh it's her rule okay <laughs> uh we have the way that the house is set up there was like a mother-in-law suite built onto it okay 15 years ago we bought it more recently than that great house and that's so we have two tvs on that side of the house one is kind of downstairs and one is my office which is upstairs and the kids are not allowed in that door okay okay um and uh so they don't they they've watched like things on an ipad before sure. on a computer but they've never sat in front of a television i don't think ever really like in a restaurant Sesame street no so we'll show them yeah. we'll show like we'll make a point of like okay sit down time mr rogers is the thing that we'll show okay. them on yep. the ipad yeah but they just never like oh it's after school okay go away mommy and daddy need to do whatever sit there for two hours like yeah. they don't do that okay and so but we've heavily immersed them you know music. what's going to happen though is they're going to be
1: fucking they're, when they when they get that they're going to be junkies.
3: Well, <laughs> or <laughs> they've also ever never eaten meat. By the way, that's the other uh, okay, thing that uh, okay. is also not my. Influence. And then they are to be meat people. Then. But but I don't. My thing is like go for personal choice. But when they're little, little like you don't really sure. need to watch SpongeBob because it's shitty. Like yeah 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 yeah. Mister Rogers is great. Mister Rogers, do you are you like? Have you? Done, I was Mr. With your Kids guy. with Mister Rogers. Have I? Uh, have you? Have you like shown them the whole re- repertoire of? We uh, haven't stuff? done Mister Rogers now. He's the biggest badass of all time. Mister Rogers is not just like a positive <laughs> message. He's like he talks about like anger and rage and jealousy and like all this stuff. Sure. How do you cope with those emotions? Yeah. Adults could lose, use those lessons, yeah. and, and that's just porn for your wife, though, isn't it? She's uh, but just, I, like, I love it too. That's, okay. I'm, I'm like, I don't give a shit what you are, or whatever. <laughs> sure. If you have some kindness in you, then yes. that's fine. Yes. Like if you're a little weird, or I don't care. Just be kind. Like that's the only thing that I care about other people, and that's all Mr. Rogers cares about. He's just like, go for it. Like just sure, you be yourself. You could be as off the grid as you want to be, um, but just be. But a good also, person. do you thing it's interesting? I, mean, I
1: I was in the same thing, or like, I mean, I guess the TV watching is a little different, but. You start introducing those things that you know yeah. to your kids, as opposed to the, today's things. You know what I mean? Like the funny thing was, for my kids, we had a, a whole <laughs> whole spurt of um, Cosby Show. Like the kids were in so into some the Cosby different, Show, some different connotations. This is now, like four but, years ago, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. and so they're so into the Cosby Show, and they watch all the Cosby Show, and you know, you watch the country. And it's very family oriented. Sure, and there's it is. messages, and it's, you know, it's it's a family friendly entertainment and whatever. And then. The whole Bill Cosby thing hits, yeah. and then what? Then what the fuck do you do? Sure, you, you can't let them watch Cosby show anymore. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Now they want to know why.
2: Oh, That's so they you... don't know about the scandal?
3: Uh, they don't. No. Yeah. No, that show just made me hungry. Did you see the sandwiches he used to make on that show? Be these like big Dagwood oh, sandwiches? Yeah. It like, takes a hoagie roll. He's going this <laughs> and this. Just, I'd be like eleven. I'd be. I need that sandwich right now. Can I need to eat this? Yeah, I felt that way about his sweaters. I was like, man, I, I need got to get sweaters. one of those. I need I more some sweaters. colorful sweaters. Yeah. Uh, okay, wait, hold on.
1: We're way deep in there. We haven't chewed. We haven't. We haven't we introduced haven't our anything. guests. We haven't done anything. We, we will introduce our guests, <laughs> but yeah. we're just yabbing away. Well, let's let's uh, introduce our guest. Okay, first we chew. The name of our podcast is called Chewing It. Don't look at my list. Don't look at my list. I'm not looking at anything. I have I'm, a big I'm, list here that I need I have, to talk da, to you about. I have about.
3: darty eyes, and
1: I know that I know we're gonna not even get to half this. Just I'm the way at this goes so P far. Pete Holmes being very happy. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, first we chew, right? The podcast called Chewing It, so we chew.
3: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you
1: you got to chew, chew too. too.
3: Oh yeah, he's a quick chew. And you chew by yourself. He's a Canadian chewer. That's I only do that in the privacy of my own home. Okay. You, okay. Well, I'll pretend your own home. Pretend you're in your in your own home. Go.
1: Okay. Oh, he's a quick chewer. What were okay. you chewing? What he's were you chewing? chewing? He's gum. a quick cheer. I chew gum all the time. Are
3: you a gum cheer? I chew like five sticks of gum.
1: Minty yeah. or fruity? This is we've had this debate before. Minty, minty, minty over fruity. Yeah, it's always the same flavor. Bubble over uh, over bubble? Winter fresh?
3: It's it's. Uh, I think it's Polar Ice. Oh, okay. Polar Ice. I extra extra polar, ice. polar Ice. You, ice you go to Costco and buy that by the box or what? I have a <laughs> closet full of these. You, That's what it is. I don't. I don't uh, smoke. I don't uh, drink coffee. I don't. Neither do I. Nor I. Nor I. I don't. There's a lot of vices that I don't have. Yeah, we know you drink I, like a motherfucker. I, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. But I also I'm very high energy, and this just it's not even so like it's it just harnesses my energy. Well, so let me ask you this question yeah. then. Uh, I was going to say closed mouth or horsey mouth. And, oh, I'm horrible. I'm, I'm pretty horsey. horsey. I'm Are so you a horsey, horsey gum chewer?
1: Yeah. I I, I don't I, know how I, my I stop wife stop my up kids with it. from chewing gum I'm because so it's just so
3: it's just. My dad used to lecture me. My dad, it's, my dad was a big gum chewer. He still is. He's in his 60s now, but he always had gum, and I think that maybe it was part of it and I've never talked about the gum thing with anybody by the way <laughs> ever not once is, you that true like, this is a first it's part <laughs> of my identity I, like it's absolutely it, you, do you always have gum in your pocket always Always, it's one of those, always in your pocket okay I, I that, I, but I have min- my mints if I leave yeah. the house and I have fewer than three pieces I go reload because I'm going to probably have three like especially if I'm going out for a drink with friends or whatever it's like okay I won at the beginning of the night sure. then I've got beer breath or whatever like, I, so I you're do a re- single You're a single piece chewer single piece I go double well but the polar ice is a big bigger. it's a bigger stick I'll still go double in Canada uh, the popular... There's a lot of gums, but the one that everybody seemed to uh, chew was chicklets. Do you have chicklets? Yeah, 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 yeah we have chikolets. Yeah, and they're little yeah. like hard thingy, and they're yeah. not... There's not much volume, so you need two or three... So you just stuff yeah. your mouth with six Well, frankly, you, you can just d- dump the whole thing in your mouth. You yeah. could.
1: Because it gets small, too, when you chew yeah, chicklets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, It ends up getting small.
2: Do you add, like, uh, you know, obviously... uh I don't mean to... I won't jab. I won't jab. No, um, go. no, No, I, I can take it. I don't mind. <laughs> since, you know, no, since you said, you know, do, do, you, do you have uh, chicklets down here in the States, basically, uh, did your chicklets have the, um, the box that you could turn into a kazoo? Yeah,
3: you could yeah, do yeah. that. you blow into it? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. You sure? <laughs> That's how you're attacking him. I'm attacking. Have, That's how you're attacking. attacking I have, the have the c- no kazoo music- box. I
3: have no musical ability, but I've witnessed other people. Do okay. This. Okay. Okay. By the way, in Canada, so are I'm I'm conflating here. I knew that chiclets existed in the states. What I know you did not have is another brand of gum, Ooh. which is in the same kind of box. It's the same kazoo box. Okay. It's the same fact, no- gum. It's the same number of pieces. The pieces are all purple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you're like, oh, it's grape gum. Okay. No. Okay. No. Oh shit. It's called Thrills. Okay, okay. Sounds Canadian. And they all taste like soap. On um, purpose? Yes. Huh. Why? Not like- To punish children? Not punish like, like silly, <laughs> you know, they'll be like fake candy with like habanero peppers. Not like sure. that. It's just soap. You didn't buy it out of the ba- back of a comic book? It's actual soap? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't Can think it's actual soap. It? Probably not. <laughs> but it's, it's the same consistency. It's, exact, it's just purple and it tastes like soap. And it makes your mouth perfumey?
1: Okay, got it. I don't know why. Oh, wow. And yeah. it's Canadian.
3: It's Canadian. I've never seen it anywhere. You Canadians else. are so fucked uh, up. We have they're fucked we have something <laughs> called
2: uh, Chills. It's a uh, it's a soap that's grape flavored.
0: <laughs>
2: Do you have
1: that up in here? No, you don't. I know you don't. That's know you
3: weird. Know. I'm not bragging about our soap. I gum.
1: think he, he's gum. He's bragging. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, joining us on the podcast. Sports writer, journalist, author, podcaster, father, father, Canadian fan, Jonah Carey.
3: Oh. That's the deepest I- uh, intro we've ever done I So think. we have really? the same producer, Katie Levine. There she is yeah. over there. And uh who's she's lovely? She's multitasking. Uh, is she right lovely now? today? Is she lovely today? She seemed a little you know angry what? when she got here. Don't I'm gonna defend don't do this. Don't okay. rip into okay. Katie. Okay. Katie works harder than probably anybody <laughs> oh, else. I, I know she I does. does. I, know. I and, know she does. And is really good at her job and, and so uh, a while ago, pre-me starting with Nerdist, she's yeah. like, oh, can you come do Chewing It? Right. I'm like, oh, those guys, yeah, yeah, that's great, and whatever. And and there's just been a couple of false starts, and sure. it was always, okay, can we make this work? And then, because you live in Denver. I live in Denver. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Although you guys are coming to Denver. Yeah, yeah. sure. sure um, but when, when this became like, oh, we're going to do it, I'm like, let's buckle up. Let's okay. Do it. I was just like, okay. I was excited. Okay. I, I Katie Levy made it happen. Also, you know what? Yeah. We're at the point where I'm going to have to refeed the meter. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can cut. All right. Yeah. Right. Are we, back on? Are
2: we I, back on? I'll just say to, to defend myself, attacking Katie for being in a bad mood. Yeah. Uh, we've hung, Katie and I have hung out now. It's been over a hundred times. We've spent a lot of time yeah? together. Yeah. I've actually never seen her in a bad mood like she was when she walked in here. Like she she walked like she was swearing at the dog. She was <laughs> <laughs> oh go. Oh, she you know she was like telling people where to sit. She had to get the waters, you know. But that's okay. We're allowed to be. It's, like Mr. Rogers says That's you're okay good. to be angry. It's okay to be angry. It's, it's okay absolutely.
1: to be angry. All right. I'm, I'm in the, it's still in the middle of my uh, introduction here. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. So oh, long come on. What the fuck? I'm still in my introduction so, here. What are, what are you eating? I don't care. You don't. Wearing care. a Yankee uh, shirt though. What's that? Wearing a Yankee shirt. I'm wearing my Yankee shirt. But the the true crew knows that. Like I will I will often wear. I I get one new Yankee shirt at the beginning of each
3: season. Okay. And what uh, what? I what's, haven't got mine this year. What are the styles? Like what's the move? This is it. This is the shirt. Okay. I pick a different player every year. Oh, nice. Is that your new one? No, this is
1: my Jeter one. Okay, uh, Severino—he's pretty badass. Uh, I know, uh, but he has, a good to s- he has to stab himself. I mean, they have to give a little bit. Yeah, but you want to be on the cutting edge. I know, but that's why I think I'm thinking Castro. I'm thinking Starling Castro. Yeah, that's but can we Can we have both? He might not. Well, be well, but I got one good. a year. I got one a year. Oh, I he's been, been a, good so far. He's a Small sample. I know is. it's a small sample, but. Come on.
3: Yeah, he's cool. I love it. He's like a, he has a great smile. He's just like, he has a good personality. He's a huge upgrade over what we had. Yeah. The guy's
1: 26 years old. You think he's been around forever? He's yeah. He's under yeah. contract for four years. Okay. It's going to be great. Wait, who's,
2: oh. who's the rookie that's like just been smacking home runs, shattering the rookie records? Trevor
3: story. Story. Yeah. Who lives in my town, Denver, Colorado. Oh, you're a big Rockies PCA fan. Rocky? Now. Uh I'm not a Rockies fan. Come on. But I like going to the ballpark. Sure. So the ball just, sells out of that park. Come on. Uh, what did you say? Oh, uh, I do Trevor, know. Story. I said, like, Trevor he, Story, yeah. He's, so he's, he started oh, with seven yeah. home runs, but he hasn't hit one since. It's been a few days. Although it's yeah. not really but a long But now it's everyone,
1: everyone's saying, oh, he's not... Yeah. He, oh, he's, not he's, he's washed, washed be, up. But, he
3: was a good prospect. He wasn't considered an elite prospect. Yeah, but but we, you know, the, it's funny because one thing I like, lots of things I like about living in Denver, but one of it is, I, sometimes I just use the ballpark for an office. Like I went last week, it was 75 degrees. Yeah. And I live in the city, so it's not far. Do you get a credential? Yeah, I have a, nice. have a season credential, nice. a BBWA card, so I can go to any ballpark I on want yeah. anytime. And I just said, I'm just going to go to ballpark. Yeah. And there's three beat writers. Yeah. One of them is in my social slash drinking group, like a very good friend of mine. And uh, and there's nobody there, and it's fine. And yeah. so you know, there's the other team's media, but Who it's never, are they playing. they're playing the Giants. Okay. And the Giants have some. And I know sure. some Giants announcers, and it's great. But it's just so empty and relaxed, and you could go. Like, we want to talk to the best player. you want to talk to Carlos Gonzalez or yeah. whatever. Sure. No problem. Right. And um, the Trevor Story thing happens. And it's a zoo. Like people care about the Rockies. The Rockies might be the most anonymous team of the four major North American team sports. I guess so. So, Like it's like they're not that bad. They're never really. They were won. They made to the World Series uh, in in '07, but they're they're the Rockies. Like it's it's fine. Hmm. and the Denver Nuggets are kind of like that too, and the Avalanche are kind of like well, the Avalanche.
2: Although the Avalanche started strong, they had well right because they stole
3: our fucking goalie. Those. Fuckers. Huh. Fuck those fuckers. Anyway, yeah. but, it's a Broncos town. though. It's a Broncos town. Well, they stole your. Okay. Team. It's like being Green Bay. They stole the Nordiques. <laughs> yeah, well, the Nordiques are Quebec City. Actually, Montreal and Quebec City would have a rivalry. Yeah, it was a weird rivalry because Montreal's a bigger city or whatever. But yeah, those two the, the Habs had rivalries with everybody. It's like being a Yankees fan. Yeah, if you're a Yankees fan, everybody wants you. So you you sort they all have a rivalry with you. You right. sort of have a rivalry with them. Right, like the Maple Leafs imagine that they have a rivalry with the Habs. But the Maple Leafs are, are trash.
2: Oh, I got in a huge fight with a, with a, an older Canadians fan.
3: Yeah. Uh, in 94,
2: after the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. That was great. Uh, then also that year, the World Cup of Soccer was held in the United States. Yes. And I was on a bus out to the Meadowlands to watch a soccer game, and I was sitting next to an older Canadians fan. Mm-hmm. And they'd won the Cup the year before. They'd won the Cup the year before. Mm-hmm. Now the Rangers had won the Cup. That's correct. And we started talking about hockey, and I was like, we're the best in the world. He's like, well, you don't, you know, that's you got one cup, but the Canadians, they're the best <laughs> oh, yeah. ever. And I was like, yeah, but we got the cup. And he's like, well, we got the cup the year before. I was like, yeah, but we have the cup now. And he's like, let me just tell you something. Okay? <laughs> you don't know anything about hockey because <laughs> we, <laughs> we got – Drops going. the French
3: <laughs> swear words. Yeah,
2: and after each thing, I was like, yeah, but we got the cup. But we got the cup. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the last that's, time. When, that's that's uh, immutable. Uh, you're right. That's
3: the last time. When you're yeah, right you around, could be yeah. in Nashville or – carolina or columbus if like if you win the cup it's you know then you you columbus is the king of the world it doesn't matter let me drink out of the cup i did i did cool the, also uh, gross yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: although i think i was one of the first that i was it
3: was the the night after they won the cup i was the first guy to drink bowls. out of the cup you know they, they they pull each bowl down and put them away eventually not not every year but after a while after after but too there's many still STDs. some residue <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I mean, there's feces on the cup. You got some Gretzky herpes in there. That's what dude, I'm saying. That, that's the great that's the best one. kind of herpes. That's the great one. That's right. It's that's the great, great herpes. herpes.
2: I met Gretzky and, and he was
1: fucking awesome. It was one of the cool meetings. Yeah. I hear cool. he's
3: like pretty kind of laid back, like not a
1: fine guy, but not like effusive. Kind well, of thing. I think your story is good because I like I I picture him as like a pretty boy guy, and yours was more he was a he was a dude. Well, but but also <laughs> I
2: will say that like when you read about the old Oilers lore, you find out that really Gretzky was like. One of the hardest partiers on the team. Oh yeah, okay. of, of a team to of say, hard partiers. Messi had to be number one. Oh, Messi is such a bad. You could just
3: read his face. Like it's just, just like it's baked in there. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, he's
2: he looks like bitter beer face when yeah. when Schwarzenegger <laughs> when Schwarzenegger took the skin off, that's Messier. Yeah, like, that Terminator, Terminator is, is. Oh, He's Shaped like the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. But no, Gretzky was the guy that like the, the team would like, they'd carry him out, passed out. Like he. Like, oh, wow. he, he well, what? Like, well, he, he was, made, like a party when you met him. Yeah. I met him. It was when he was in New York. And the Rangers were, you know, it was after Neil Smith had gutted the, mm-hmm. the team, and, the, and the, they were. it was like their nine-year run where they didn't make the playoffs, yeah. and Gretzky was there. And uh, we were there for a bachelor party at a Steakhouse, the post house in New York City. And, yeah. and we walked in, and Gretzky was there with Janet Jones and another couple. Right. And we're like, it's fucking Gretzky. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking Gretzky. <laughs> and he was playing on the Rangers at that time, and, and you know, yeah. and... and uh, Somebody went over to him and said, hey, it's a you know, uh, bachelor party uh, for our friend who's a huge Rangers fan. You know, yeah. Do you think you'd come over and say hi? He's like, yeah, I'll come over uh, in a little bit. And sure enough, he walked over there like probably 15 minutes later and was like, what are you guys doing over here? We're like, holy fucking shit. Gretzky is at our table. Now. Amazing. Right, right. And then, uh, you know, the, the groom's father said, uh, so Wayne, uh, you know, you guys going to win the Stanley Cup this year? OK, wait, I'll, I'll back up. I'll back up. <laughs> oh. Because it's important to this. Yes. So my friend, my friend Pogi, who was getting married, his wife was insisting that we did not go to a strip club. <laughs> and uh, right. and now I remember that I was the one who asked Gretzky to come over because I was telling Janet Jones. Yeah. She's like, where are you guys going? You going to go see some nudies? And I, <laughs> I, I was like, no, his wife doesn't want us to go check out a, a strip club. Right. But uh, anyway, so Gretzky came over and uh, we said, you know, my friend's father said, you guys going to win the cup this year. And he's like, uh, you know, I-, I think you guys got a better chance of getting
1: some pussy tonight.
0: <laughs> oh! He, dropping he,
1: bombs, dropping bombs, dropping bombs. That's not the Gretzky I picture. Good yeah. Canadian boy. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not the Gretzky.
2: Hockey Gretzky players picture. are funny dudes. They are, they're they're, they're, the they're team oriented guys. But yes. they, I find all well, the, the guys like painfully
3: are, so. Almost, they're oh, yeah. really I, certainly the Canadian ones. But even the American ones. There's something about the culture. Once you're in the NHL, it's just it's a given. The well, game. they won't have they the team
2: won't have you if you're selfish. It was one of the reasons you yeah. know why why Lindros was so you know vilified by even his teammates yeah was that he was a guy who didn't want to travel with the team he didn't want to be with the team and it's all about it's a team game you stick up for the guy right you know when when uh adam graves came over to the rangers his first game somebody just like skated past messier and graves didn't even ask the guy to fight he just dropped his gloves and started punching him in the face
3: wow and that to me was like
2: you know that's the team game right there
3: yeah from some of the habs now they have carrie price who went healthy anyway is he's the best goalie in the league, you might be the best player in the league. He won yeah, except for last Lundqvist. Period. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Lundqvist> <laughs> is I'll say this. Yeah. Lunquist is more handsome. Lunquist I mean, is a handsome motherfucker. Very handsome. Very yeah. handsome. Gary price good looking guy. Yeah. Lunquist got that on lock. Yeah. But um there's something like and so Price should be this. I like you know, Gary Price. Yeah. And he you know in another sport he'd be whatever, the LeBron, the this or that. And it's just he's so part of the culture. Like all my, you know, the, a bunch of friends who are Habs beat writers or whatever, they're like, yeah, they're all, there's no status or whatever. It doesn't matter if you're the crappy Fort Line left winger. Like he's right. And he's a goalie too, so he could be a part. And it's never like that. That's a cool thing about hockey, actually. Are you an avid hockey guy? I mean, being Canadian, are you an avid hockey guy? You're, much more, you're more of a baseball Hockey's player. my number three sport, but when you're from Montreal and it's your number three sport, it's yeah. like, you you're know, an it's, asshole. You're an <laughs> asshole then. That's what it is. It's high up. Baseball and basketball are my two sports, especially. Okay. I actually like basketball more than baseball, despite being a baseball writer. Big basketball. I grew up playing basketball. I love basketball.
1: Okay. So, but but basketball is not a huge Canadian sport. No. Nope, no. Nope. Right. I, okay. I just
3: gravitated to it. Uh, my dad. Was American a, basketball? Is that what yeah, you yeah, watched yeah. when you Raptors? were. Raptors? Were you a Raptors fan? The, I'm the Raptors pre-Rap- came into you were Pre-Raptors, right? Yeah. Uh, so Raptors came into existence in like 93. So I'd yeah. already been in college at that point or beginning college. Right. Um, no, I was a Celtics fan. My dad. Uh, Celtics, that's like the Yankees know. and the Canadians Something right there. Celtics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad was a Celtics fan. So that's yeah, what sure. it was. And. Um, I nice. like that Larry Bird, eh? Look at that. All we do is attack him. <laughs> I know. We he love crazy. this guy. He's a first time guy. We have just met,
1: and, and we're just attacking I'm taking that as a compliment. I think it think is. It, it means we like you. But I feel like um, that's what a lot of sports, that's what sports conversation is. True. It's attacking but, 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 each other. But let's, but let's be frank here.
2: L- like, huh. truthfully of the two of us, yeah. I tend to attack more people than you do. When you yeah. attack somebody, that means
3: you fucking love them. <laughs> you love them.
2: That means you're in. That's good. Congratulations.
3: <laughs> you're in with Heffernan. So, um... He loves you. With the Celtics, my dad is a big basket. He's like all Canada. He's good. Very, very, very good player. Um, was he all Canada? He was very good anyway. He was a starting point guard in college and whatever. And I'm, I'm like pretty good, but I wasn't that level. Yeah. Um, You're pretty tall. I'm tall. I'm six four. Yeah. You okay. didn't even fit in this room. You don't yeah. fit in this room. I and I record in this room. This is that's also right. my podcast studio. Right. Yeah, I'm the tallest Canadian Jew who's ever lived. Nice. Yeah. I love that's, that. That's pretty. And the only Canadian Jew who's ever lived. <laughs> Shatner. Oh, it's it's Bill been... Shatner Here from bro. Montreal. Come Leonard on, Co- Leonard Cohen, Montreal Jew. Come wow. on. We got some Montreal wow. Jews, man. Martin wow. Short. Front. Martin Short. Okay, my I bad. Know, my Jewish, bad. Yeah. I'm from New York City. I'm like you know. Let's back off my people, the Jews. Yeah, <laughs> I I know. Yeah. So my dad. When I was five or six, this is like back in the day. The NBA, for if you're younger, you would maybe not know this. They used to show the games on tape delay. Yeah. Like on a Friday night, they showed it at 11. Yeah, yeah, Eastern. sure. So my dad put me to bed at 7.30. Crazy early or something. Right. Wake me up at 11.30. Oh, take great. me to the TV. I take a slug of his beer, which was like <laughs> <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking back, delicious. Now, Fuck like beer, you Canadian. can have 12% beer. Back sure. then, everything was strictly regulated. Yeah. There's one beer called Brideur. You ever want to get Brudor. fucked up? Yes. Go drink one Brudor. Brudor. What What's the
1: percent? Like 90% alcohol? He anyway, has maybe eight or something, yeah, but yeah, right, it's heavy. Right, right. And, yeah.
3: and he's giving me a swig off of that. Yeah. And, he, and then I take a drag off of his pipe, too. I'm like, <laughs> five. What's in that pipe? Uh, he, I, I later deduced after the fact that that was tobacco yeah. but I later deduced after the fact kind of putting together my it was adult knowledge <laughs> yeah. that there were other things going on okay. but not he never gave me any of that yeah. but anyway and I'd watch basketball <laughs> on his lap until I fell asleep at one in the morning or whatever and so I became a Celtics fan and okay. this is like right when Bird started his career right so those, that's
1: right when I hated the Celtics I was, as I, you should I was a Sixers fan in that in that era those suits were fun. Oh,
3: they're great. Andrew his, Tony was so Andrew cool. Tony
1: and Dr. J and, yeah. and, and Daryl Dawkins. And, yeah, and those you know, Cheeks love those and guys. Collins. Yeah, and all those guys. I'm
2: gonna tell you. I'm gonna. am t- gonna tell you why I just fell in love with you. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. you just made me realize that what I'm going to do tonight is tell my son that he can stay up later if he watches my DVR recording of the Rangers. <laughs> yes. Because <movie>. <laughs> he'll see? take that. He will take that. If he knows he can stay up later, he'll
3: he'll watch. He will watch paint dry if he knows he can stay late. There's yeah. a, there's a thing about kids just imprint on their parents. It's just how it is. Like, I mean, you don't even have to do anything. As long as you're a reasonable person, they yeah. just they just take to you like go. No, my
1: my uh my son, this is the first year he's <coughs> he's eight. Well, he's seven, he turns eight next month, but the first year that he uh is avidly like wanting to watch baseball mm-hmm. and we sat down and watched opening day Yankees together. He put his gardener shirt on. Mm-hmm. We had some popcorn sat on the couch and watched the opening day baseball. And that's, that's the great. first time that he would do that. Nothing better than that. And I don't it was think. great. It was great. My wife thought it was hysterical. We both had Yankees shirt on. I, had McCann. I was wearing McCann. Nice. And,
2: uh, you know, we watched the game together. It was great. It's, it's amazing because, like, you know, I brought Carlos to his first baseball game, which I think uh, we yeah. were there with you. We were mm. at the Yankees game, right? Yeah, the Yankees Angels. The Yankees Angels, yeah. Nice. And, uh, and it made me realize I was like, God, this is more of a selfish thing. Like, I can't, I, like I'm so excited to do this. But then I still remember my first baseball game. Yeah. Was the Yankees against the Detroit Tigers with Mark Fidrich? Um, wow, yeah.
3: Yeah. that's awesome! Yeah.
1: Well, cause, mine I mean, was uh, mine was Twins Yankees and Mickey Rivers led off the game with a home run.
3: Expos Cardinals Damn. Tim Wallach hit two home runs and there were more than fifty thousand people at Olympic was, Stadium, what? which was not a Who thing. Who are they that playing? Have. The Cardinals. 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 Cardinals like okay. Joaquin Andujar versus Steve Rogers. Joaquin Andujar, wow. very that's early 80s. Great. Oh, so to your point about kids and imprinting and stuff. Yeah. Um, so my kid, like we don't, they don't watch baseball with me because they don't watch TV yet. Yeah, well, yeah. But with They take, will. It I've fun. taken them to games, and it's like yeah. we're going to ease off of this stuff. Like it's not the Gestapo. <laughs> like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, they're in kindergarten. But um, Those carry people. Are one weird. thing that they do hey. do, which I don't know if saying this makes me a braggart or if it's hilarious or what, but it makes me die of laughter. Okay. Is they This is I swear to God true. They go around the house. Almost daily singing my podcast theme. Yeah. Ah. Singing it. And it's, I ob- objectively have the best podcast. But you did yeah. it, you do a take on the Steve Perry thing, right? Well, or? not me, a guy named Rich Banks, okay, who has worked right. with uh, Dave Damashek, who Katie knows. And, and and he used to have, he used to make theme songs for Shaq for, and for yeah, a lot yeah. of kind of certain guests that were on a bunch. And so I just said, can I keep, you know, I, I was just, I was a guest on the show. I said, kind of keep it for myself. Right. It's and a take it on share,
1: you know, O'Shea. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's and, okay and my podcast is
3: may or may not be good. I don't yeah. know, but the podcast team is objective. It's a great, it's, it's so a great thing. So good. It's a good okay. thing. And I mean, people,
1: like, you might get sued for it. You might get sued for it. People
3: are t- well, you know. I don't think we <laughs> get sued I want to ask Steve <laughs> Perry on the podcast. <laughs> sure. Oh, and he's a big baseball I'm, fan. He doesn't talk anymore. He's a big baseball fan. He's a Giants fan. And I'll say something else. I have like a couple friends who are musicians, not many, but a few. What I've decided to do is, anytime I have one of them on, I ask them, and they could say no, if they will do a thirty-second riff on the podcast, like take out a guitar and start singing. That's Mm a good idea. And I just had uh, this Canadian band called the Arkells on. Okay, they're great, and uh, and that show's going to air like beginning of May. And uh, and they did. it. I went to the tour bus and they started fucking around. On that's it. great. It was great. That's a good
2: idea. We should do that. Shit. That's awesome. We just had uh, John Popper on from Blues Travel. Dude, that would have been great yeah, for yeah, the podcast. For a second time. Oh well, he, he, did,
1: he gave us a, a, a harmonica riff.
2: Yeah, we that's should, good. Oh, we should use it.
1: He'll sue us. The, the, fir- the first right. time. The
2: first time we had him on though, he he he, he busted out the first song that he, he ever wrote, wrote. Yeah. And he he played cool. it and sang it for us. Yeah, it was, was great. Great.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, um Go back to the okay. Yeah. So how, how, let me ask you this question because I'm am cu- curious about this. Is like how do you how do you go how do you become a sports writer from when you're a kid and you're mm-hmm. loving sports? Wh- where's it in your mind you're like I'm going to start writing about sports? Like when does that start happening?
2: You know. Before, and before you answer yeah. this question, will you tell the the True Crew uh, the actual shows uh, where they can find Jonah? Oh, okay. okay. Besides, well, the, we, the Nerdist Podcast.
1: Well, because you you do a podcast for Nerdist now.
3: Uh, basically, you did... iTunes, Stitcher. Um, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just called the Jonah Carey Podcast. The Jonah Carey Podcast. And it, it's and it's like- part of the Nerdist Network, and there's something called Nerdist Sports, which is an offshoot which of Nerdist. Which is an oxymoron. Yeah. We're working on it, and I will tell you that from Chris Hardwick to Katie to everybody else, right. they're all super keen on it. Sure. And we recruited another... Po- uh, a pair of podcasters, Greg Wyshynski and Dave Lozo. Oh, I okay. love Wyshynski. Of course you do, because yeah. he's from the New York area, and he's a big hockey guy. I love Wyshynski. They're both great. Lozo's great, too. Is Wyshynski Puck Daddy? Puck Daddy. Oh, I know Puck Daddy. Of course Wyszynski. you do. And I so they they're not part people. of the Nerdist Network. Part and so of they're
1: doing sports. podcasts as well.
3: Yeah, on oh, the right. Nerdist Sports Network, <gasps> and we're going to recruit more <gasps> sports people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. <gasps> you should
1: subscribe. Well, that's just funny, because yeah, we talked to here. Katie. Like, We'll talk to Katie about fantasy football, and I think she likes to think of us as guys who... Maybe the guy only guy she can talk to at nerdist about sports. Katie, should we have? And a then fa- you came along.
3: Let's have a fantasy football podcast. <laughs> well, what's good is I'll have <laughs> guests on, yeah. and and sometimes it'll be like I'm a sports guy, but I had a guy named Tony Khan on. I'm staying at his house by the way. He's never home. His dad is Shod Khan, who owns the Jaguars and is worth six billion dollars. Right, and right, right. He's a guy in his mid thirties, who so has a kick ass house in L. A. And he's never there. so, right, so you're there. That. It's beautiful. But yeah. anyway, he comes on the show. We're in the studio, and he, you know, is doing. I wouldn't say running his football team, but doing a lot of stuff for the football team. And I'm like not that huge into football yeah. and so Katie's like oh yeah whatever I could talk to Joan about this but like when I bring in a guest like Tony like we could not leave the studio they're literally standing at the edge of the studio like well I think that the third string da, 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 for the 49ers is this he goes mm, it's a good point but don't forget the back up long snapper and <laughs> just like damn like this is beyond yeah. me and it was a great conversation so I think that's like the pinnacle when you get like, somebody's that, 40 in here I that's awesome I, I, uh, I used to date a girl
2: whose, whose dad was the COO of the Flyers the Philadelphia Flyers yeah and when they would come into town and play the Rangers, we'd go and hang out with, with him and Bobby Clark and a couple of these Bobby other people. Bobby Clark, cool. yeah. But this was like
1: <laughs> they'd all take their teeth out and drink drink
2: beers. And, well, Clark sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but the, the the thing was, so this is like twelve years ago. This is when you know we first started playing fantasy hockey on Yahoo Sports. Yeah and I remember we were trying to get these guys to join our league our fantasy <laughs> hockey league but they were so fat, they, they were like so but how does it work and we're, and we're like well you know you have your team and if some like you know you just you, you follow and if somebody's like hot you can pick them up on your team and drop somebody else and that, they found that fascinating they were like that's what they do well they started riffing about that they were riffing about that. they were like so wait a second you could just drop a player and you don't have to, have to look them in the
1: eyes <laughs>
2: <They were> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was a fun it's fun though that's great the, yeah,
3: yeah that's awesome yeah, those were good days. Yeah.
1: Um uh, but but going back, yes. like what like did you start writing in the school newspaper or something like that? Like what where did it come from? I wanted to play in the NBA.
3: Yeah. And I was very tall. Uh were you well, good but enough? I'm a Jew. Uh no. I wasn't okay. good enough or I'd be in the NBA. There are some or, NBA Jews, right? There were yeah. Okay. Um Danny Shays and his dad Dolph Shays is one of was okay. one of the fifty greatest players. Wasn't of all time. Uh,
1: Pistol Pete uh, Maravich? Nope. Maravich Was Koozie Bob Kuzi? <laughs> Who's you know. he <laughs> name. Jordan
3: Farmar, local okay. guy, oh, yes. UCLA and the Lakers. Okay. okay. Mo okay. Rabinowitz. He was great. Mo Rabinowitz. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he had a great time. Shaq, pop, yeah. of course. Yeah. Akeem Olajuwon. I mean, yeah, yeah. the list runs deep. That's great. Yeah. No, um, not many. <laughs> and um, so you're. you're I was a, I was a hardcore. I loved basketball. I yeah. went to basketball camp. I was uh, all that stuff. Yeah. But I you was know, not even close to good enough. And I was smart enough at 13 or whatever to realize yeah. this. And so I just immediately said, okay, I want to write about sports. And yeah. That, that was it, like from beginning of high for school.
1: For what? School newspaper? That kind of thing? We didn't
3: really have a school newspaper because I went to a tiny little Jewish parochial school. Okay, so we're just focused on Talmud studies. And <laughs> yeah, right. It was it was trilingual education. I learned English, French, and Hebrew every day. Okay. Oh, wow! And and right? still, was, I'm sure you still use it. I speak a little Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> if I go back to Israel, I would be pretty close to <laughs> okay. fluent. Okay, and I've gone a couple times. My fr- we went to my family and I went to Paris over the holidays. And they my have French good basketball my, there. French basketball. is still good. Actually, they do have good. Basketball they do. Ball. I know the French like uh, Parker and. Uh, yeah. And, um, there's you know, a few of them yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. So, makes, yeah, yeah go. so, so in high school, I didn't really like, I, I liked English class and whatever, but I wasn't, I would read a lot, but I didn't really have a writing outlet. But as soon as I got to college, yeah, I was a, a, sc- a sports editor at the school paper. And, and that was my ambition. And, and, um, it's just a funny juxtaposition. Like I have a younger sister. She's three years younger yeah. and I can remember she's 23 or something. And my mom would call me and say, what's wrong with Katie? She's, uh, in Whistler, snowboarding and smoking every day. I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. By 23, I was married. And okay. I was already, like I was, you know, had been working full, I was working full time when I was in college. I would basically have a full course load, right. and I would find, like, I'd, but I would go to night classes, and I would work it, and I'd be, I'd, I was working at the local newspaper, okay. like at the Montreal Gazette. I was just so determined. Covering, just to do it, covering I, any It was sports. general, it wasn't sports at first, it was general. interest. The I, Alouettes. I, I covered night police. <laughs> the first, the first <laughs> night of night police, this is great, so when yeah. you're an intern yeah. at a big newspaper, I guess, um, they, they rotate you. So I did sports, I did cover the Alouettes. Right. Maybe the Alouettes weren't in town then. I think they okay. came back. Okay. Anyway, sports, business, and they put me at night police. You're there by yourself. There's nobody in the newsroom except a couple of copy editors who are very cranky. It's one in the morning. You're by yourself. There's no chance anything's going to happen. The first night, the call comes in on the dispatch. français. Oh, shots fired. Whatever. Yeah, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even think of what it was. And uh, I gotta go. Right. So I get in. I take a cab. There's been a shooting in a crack house and the body's on the ground. Holy oh wow. shit. I'm 20, shit. Okay. Yeah. And they let you in there? Yeah. I got a thing, okay. right. and I'm reporting, en français, and, and all this stuff, and I wrote it, and it was like an okay story, whatever. And uh, But yeah, that was my first- Trial by fire. Jesus. Trial by fire. Yeah, and journalism is cool that way, and even though, like I've, this sports writing thing, Yeah. Most of my career as a journalist has not been as a sports writer. When I came out of college, I wanted to be a sports writer, but it's 1997, the internet's very nascent at that point. Yeah. Uh, and you just you kind of look for whatever job was there. I was a stock market writer for a decade. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? I wrote for a paper. I, when I lived here, I wrote for a paper called Investors Business Daily. No shit. Which is hardcore stock uh, market uh, yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, that's like trade paper stuff. It's, yeah, 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 it's almost it's like, a, it's like a tip sheet almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: And I wrote the front page market column, like the big picture. Literally called the big picture for years. Did you have experience in that? No, did, learned. Did you learned. I hear how I
2: was, high Kevin's voice is going.
1: He's
3: loving well, I mean, I, I mean yeah.
1: to, to write uh, in a trade, essentially trade finance yeah. paper yeah. without any background, I mean, that's hard Not for they public did. consumption.
3: They, they, uh, I had moved here. I went, out of college, we moved to D.C. I got married, like I said, I got married really young. Lived there for two years. I was following my wife. Everything was for her. She, went to, she was working at NIH, then she gets into USC to get her PhD and all this. So I just followed her. Yeah. And I interviewed six papers here. Yeah. And I, what I pitched to all six of them was, it was the L.A. Times, Wall Street Journal, O.C. Register, L.A. Business Journal, OC Business Journal and the Daily News. Yeah, and I went to all six of them and I said I want to be a sports business writer. And they said that's not a thing. (laughs) I said I know I'm going to make it a thing. I'm going to talk about stadium deals, shoes, and and all this stuff. And they go that's not a thing. So three out of the six or four out of the six offered me a job, but none of them would do it as a sports business writer. And I took the job that paid the most money, which was the stock market job. By the way, like Darren Rovell, are you familiar with his work? Yeah. Mm That's that would have been me, basically. Right. I don't. Well, well, sure. It's sure. Not My favorite, but yeah, yeah. I would have done it a little bit different. Well, he's not the worst person, but I would have done it a different style. Let's put it that way. But that was what I wanted my career to be. Like I was just going to establish that platform because I always liked both of those things. And by right. then I had a little bit of business experience because I dumped some of it in D.C. In, uh, and Northern Virginia. And uh, anyway, so I couldn't find that job. And she did I, 10 years. So, yeah, I wow. worked in the office for six, and then I worked from home still writing about the stock market. It became kind of halftime, three-quarter time, but I did that for a decade. And I, my first full-time sports writing job of my life was Grantland, which oh, was wow. officially, I didn't sign that contract until I was 37 years old. Yeah. So it wasn't like I wanted to do this, and I, would, I did it on the side. I wrote for like a, a place called Baseball Perspectives, yeah. which is where Nate Silver got his start, Nate yep. Silver, of course, the political genius and all yep. this. Um, but I never like made a living of it, really. And until how did you Grantland. get to Grantland? Because because they wanted more of the kind of a long story finance angle. Is that was that how you g- broke into the Grantland thing? I had started to establish some visibility in the sports field because I was doing part of my free, when I was freelancing a bunch. Yeah. I was doing some stock market and some other stuff. I was writing for ESPN page two, yeah. which Simmons worked at. Yeah, yeah. And Ralph Wiley and Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. Like this was and Bomani Jones. This was like a cool place. Yeah. And even before that, when Simmons started writing at AOL Digital Cities in 1998, me and four other drunken assholes would send him emails. Like I was immediately like, you could write on the internet for money? Him and Rob Nyer were my two like, oh, I want to do that. That's exactly what Rob became, is now one of my best friends. And Simmons, of course, became my boss. But that was always my model. So we were aware of each other. And then... In 11, the year that Granlin launched, I wrote a, a, a book that I wrote called The Extra 2% came out. Yeah, right. And he liked it. And I think what sold... And that was the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, got it. And I think what sold Simmons on me, like I think that he liked my work well enough, and what, and there were other people, there were other bosses making decisions too, but what happened was we were at um, the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, which yeah. Simmons would always call Dorkapalooza. okay. <laughs> it's okay. Daryl Morey, who's a GM of the <laughs> Houston Rockets, would organize it, he's an MIT guy, And um, so there's like a room, like where the speakers are. Right. I just park myself somewhere. Right. And I didn't even realize it because the tables are really big. But all everybody on the other side of this table, they're all crowded around one person, is Simmons. And I'm sitting on one side of the table next to some old guy. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, and, and Simmons is getting pepper, even though they're all speakers and supposed to be VIPs or whatever. Simmons is the big dog, and they're right. all kind of asking questions. What's going on with this? And I think that there was kind of a rumor that Grantland was coming down the pike at that point. Simmons stops mid-conversation, these 20 people, yells across the table, Hey, Dad, that's that guy. You should read his book. Oh, oh nice! his dad that okay. I was sitting next to. Oh, that's awesome. And then me and his dad talked for 30 minutes, not about that, but about the Montreal Expos and how much he loved the city of Montreal and, oh, he once dated this girl in Montreal or whatever. <laughs> and when you hit it off with somebody's dad, then sure, you're golden. then you're in there. Yeah. yeah. So I guess Simmons assumed that I was a decent writer and also presumably could carry on a conversation. Yeah, well, of course. And
2: his dad was like, no, he's a good kid. Hire him.
3: Yeah, well, and his dad, also named Bill Simmons, was so cool, like just a great guy. We just talked about all these things. that, I mean, that jump to the
1: to the end of the thing, but like, how what happened to Grantland? Like, they if critically, <laughs> like what's a, they? I mean, I, that's <laughs> how much worms, time right? do you right? I mean, no, <laughs> critically acclaimed. People loved the, the the long story stuff they were doing, and then was it just a personality clash that ESPN was like, "Fuck this, we're done with with uh, Simmons"? Or what? What was it?
3: Because you were still I, entwined there. You there, your podcast through there. I, and, I was when they killed it. I was yeah. I was there. Um, but it didn't seem like they, it was something that needed to be killed or should be killed. I found it. Surpri- I found it yeah. very surprising. I don't. I'm going to go into sixty percent detail. Okay. Because I don't. I really don't like to besmirch anybody. It's also possible that there are places that I might end up working <laughs> sure, again. Sure. Yeah. Don't I, burn I, I any bridges never, here. I don't Mary. burn bridges, and I don't have any malice for anybody yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. Here's what I would say. Um, the whole idea that there was never going to be a moneymaker or whatever, there was yeah. some like kind of in the ether talk about that. I don't buy that. I don't think that they tried to monetize it well enough. I'm not saying it was intentional. I just think that there was sometimes you're not quite hitting on. You've got a good product,
1: yeah. Which you've got a good product, which I think. You know, is somebody supporting. makes a, a yeah. really
3: good indie movie, it just doesn't hit. Yeah. Or, or makes a good mainstream movie and it doesn't hit. Yeah. Like it happens. So that's kind of what it was. They didn't really get that very well. And I do think there was a little bit of like a residual personality thing. Like once, it is a case that they had a personality dispute and I don't want to speak on behalf of other people, but just let's say that that happened and he moved in somewhere else. He's very successful. He's a wonderful person. Yeah. I love Bill. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, But afterwards there was just kind of a, what are we? And, Truthfully, although he played a Simmons played a big big role in the yeah. organization, we had so many really strong editors yeah. who were great people. And, yeah.
1: Sure, the yeah, writers, yeah. but
3: the editors were keeping the glue yeah. together. The office, which is in LA Live, was in LA Live, was all editors basically. Yeah. They ran the ship. We just kind of were our, we had satellite offices. Bill Barnwell's in New York, and Zach while well, he was in Boston at the time, Zach Lowe's in New York. Uh, Katie Baker is where you know in her place, so the Bay Area at the time. We're all doing our own thing. Anyway, when Simmons leaves, there's this kind of. Perceived vacuum. I don't right. think there was a vacuum because right. we had good, good leadership, yeah. but they just didn't know what to do. They installed somebody else uh, who I think meant well, and it didn't quite jive exactly. Yeah. Um, a perfectly nice person, um, and it just it just didn't. And they quite, just it's been just pulled the plug. Yeah, and so they we kind of go down the pike, and then other people are kind of getting bad vibes, and then two or three weeks before it ends, several people left to go work with Bill. Great, and I love all those people. They're all very cool. Um, But then it just became, okay, now what? So then by that point, we were just kind of dragging to the end. And the thing that stands out to me about that day, because it was very sad, we had a Slack group. Uh, you know, Slack. The so the maybe you don't know Slack. No, no. Slack is um, it's a social media platform, except that okay. it's, it's like private chat. Okay, so okay. you yeah. everybody yeah, 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 works right, at Oracle. Right, right, right. Your right. Oracle one sales division, thirty five of you are bitching about the boss on sure. Slack or whatever. Right. Or whatever you're bitching yeah. about. So we would go on Slack and th- we were counting down the days and we knew it was coming. <laughs> and uh, and we were so tight knit. Like a lot of us hadn't even met each other, but we had such a bond. Yeah, these group of people for wh- I can't describe to you why. I think part of it was Simmons and the editors, mm-hmm. but we're just all. Felt really close to each other, even people literally, like I said, like never met. And, um, you know, the announcement comes out, we're all on Slack, like freaking out, or yeah. crying, whatever. And I had to go. It was, I've, I've told this story maybe once or twice on a podcast before, but uh, it has been a little while. Um, I had to go because it was my kids' like Halloween pageant okay. at school. Sure. So I gotta yeah. be a dad. And go. I'm, I'm go. not gonna go on my phone. Right. I'm gonna, like, you know, I'm gonna watch this. They're dressed as Winnie the Pooh or whatever. <laughs> pay attention at school. Right. And I come back. And this ha- and like right as gr- like as the press release comes out, that's when I left. So my computer is my is just open at at home, and I come back and on my um, ats my mentions on Twitter, yeah. three thousand one hundred and fifty mentions. Holy I have shit. a pretty good follow. Holy like shit. I have yeah. you know, a decent yeah, 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 number of Twitter followers, three thousand one hundred and fifty. Not because of me, but because of Granlin. People the way that we felt about it emotionally, we were yeah. so that's how the readers felt. Oh man. yeah. People yeah. were and connected that's to it. so fucking cool. And yeah. I've met people who have no interest in sports. They like Kanye or they like Game of Thrones, yeah. but they interacted with the site that way. Yeah. Maybe they, there's a very good chance they never heard of me, but they really know Wesley Morris, because he's the best probably film cricket critic in America. Right. Or whatever. It it affected especially if you go to LA. Any cocktail party in L.A. in November of 2015, right after it ended, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's a pretty good ch- – or oh, Brooklyn, I guess. Pretty good chance people were talking about <laughs> sure. that. That's fucking trippy, man. That yeah. means that you made an impact. I made one one-thousandth of an impact because there are a million of us at the site. Yeah. Not a million. or 50, whatever. But, but no, you, but don't you were still there. Until you until you. I was so touching. Yeah. I've never felt more f- – uh, Professionally fulfilled in the day that I ostensibly got fired. Yeah. Sure.
2: But that's also, you know, the bond you're talking about. Like, you haven't met these people and, you know, you don't know what connected you. I mean, that's it. You, uh, you know, you may have uh, known about it. What you were doing was something pretty goddamn cool. And, you know, after it ended.
3: That's the power of the internet. That's when the, the, yeah. That's the power of the internet. And the internet is so diverse in some ways. Yeah. So, Twitch, Twitch, you know what that is? Okay. So, Twitch has become immensely popular. Because I think it is a community. Yeah. And it's such a, like, what are the first communities of the website? It's like, uh, you know, IRC and, and RSS boards and stuff, and eventually AOL uh, yeah. chat rooms and stuff like that. MySpace. Yeah, to some extent, MySpace. <laughs> but by then, MySpace is already kind of transitioning over. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about that, which is the most basic and one of the first ideas on the internet that remains the big thing. Like, let's just find a place where we a all chat want to room, go. Yeah. Reddit. Yeah. Chat room, Reddit. Yeah. Reddit. Yeah. Reddit yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, it's tough to do that because you need to have a certain amount of quality. So Ta-Nehisi Coates, do you know the political writer? No. He's great. He's a great political writer. Yeah. Um, one of the best writers in the country. And he wrote for was it the Atlantic at the time? I think it was the Atlantic and he had comments, you know, comments under yeah, the article yeah. and it was the best political discourse in America was on the comments under of his Donna's. article. Yeah, yes. great. Yeah, right. yeah. And I mean, progressive stuff and, yeah. and all about, this is like before the black lives matter stuff, but you could see that kind of brewing in this thing. Yeah. Very cool. And it was so vibrant and so amazing. There's an article about this community written by a friend of mine named Eva Holland who's a great writer. And, Eventually, that went away because of two or three schmucks, two or three sh- trolls, just ruined it for everybody. Yeah,
2: that's what I was gonna ask. You know, it's like because we, we had when Club Dread came out. Yeah, Fox Searchlight was like, "Hey, we're gonna put a live uh, a live chat on your on the yeah. website," yeah. and it's like three in somebody would be like, "Hey, nice spelling, asshole," and then it's like they would just like. That's Everybody, what Charlie all, all those that's like. what, <laughs> and, yeah. it would seem like in you know, a political
3: chat room. Yeah. That was be... like 2003 and whatever. Yeah, like, uh. but if you could somehow get the essence of it, if you could just tap into—I don't want to say only your super fans, but even people that just like, "Oh, cool movie," or "What did you think about this?" or "What was your process?" If you just had interesting people on it, worthwhile opinion, it's and, the best. Yeah. Yeah. And I love interacting with people socially yeah. on the internet. Whatever, I try to answer every tweet I can. Like, I, I, I really like it. Yeah, it's just so elusive to find that. that it, it is makes and it then difficult. you go and see it because when, when that shit happens, and you, you see your. Effect, you
1: know, yeah for
3: and 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 we had disabled comments because of that reason we had uh-huh. like i think we had kind of ad hoc facebook comments where you could comment that way but even then it was heavily vetted and whatever and it kind of zapped back to the site but yeah that was the distilled version and and of course there's going to be it's going to skew positive because nobody's going to come on hopefully on the day that everybody's fired sure to, you're uh-huh. an asshole you're garbage baseball stupid uh-huh. and you should
1: when th- you were when <laughs> yeah. you were right when that happened how much of your writing was for grantland at that time I, I
3: know you okay so you I had a contract with them Okay. I thought, because uh, you
1: had to do a lot of freelance type... Uh, I wasn't... Write for a lot of people. I had and... stopped freelancing to go work for Grantland. For okay.
3: Time. It was pretty restrictive, the contract, because it's either owned by ESPN and it's ESPN. So does
1: that... Uh, when that happens, are you like, oh, fuck, what am I doing now? Or do you have uh, options at that point because you had been writing for Grantland?
3: Um, I think it's fair to say that I had options. I'd been a professional yeah. journalist for, I don't know, close to two decades at that point. But um, I didn't know the extent of it. And so I went on... A, I went to New York yeah. a couple times and I would have, no joke, a dozen interviews in a day and a half. I just like book them solid. Yeah. I had one day where I did nine. Right. And then some of them were with, poli- I thought about. Doing political writing, I I talked to Gawker. I, t- I did stuff like that. I was just like, let's let's just a Bl- uh, B- uh, Bloomberg Business Week. Like I right. talked to all, just like I'm going to see what's well, going. That's because it's so, it's so untraditional now in the sense of like as a sports writer,
1: it used to be you wrote for the newspaper or a magazine or you know whatever yes. it is. Now it's Anything. it's the internet. Now you have a podcast. I mean, now it's a different world. You know.
3: You were talking about IBD before and asking mm-hmm. me how did I get a job at an Investors Business Daily? They, they, they looked at my clips. I was writing about local city government or occasional hockey games or something, and they said. All right. And then they had me look at a stock chart. What do you think of this? I said, well, I don't really know, but it kind of looks like this. And I think it might do that. And they're like, <laughs> you're hired. Like, they just trusted my instincts. Right. Yeah. And I think that's happening more and more where you're not typecast. Like, you can you can do other things. It happens that I really tried hard to kind of get away from baseball. And I just got off a of really good job sure. in baseball. And I, sure. and I have a family to feed and blah, blah, blah. And I took yeah. them. But I had other opportunities that yeah. I really thought about. And I, th- I think that's a very exciting time um, to be a writer i don 't presume that that 's the case for everybody i feel like it's you know half of my life i've been doing this professionally, so i think i've
1: but you see yourself more than not not just a sports writer than you see yourself as a writer right I mean you see yeah. yourself as like a i mean well the stuff that i the stuff that I read
3: yeah.
0: He's 85, not sort of 85, 90% and, of it has nothing know. to do with
3: baseball. Yeah. I love, read a ton of political yeah. stuff. My favorite book that I've read in the last, I don't know how many years, is a biography of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, really? It's okay. a fucking amazing book, and yeah. you should totally read okay. it. Irene yeah, Carmon yeah. wrote it, with, uh, two, two of them. Uh, she's going to be on my podcast soon, which I'm mega excited Ruth about. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's going to be in here? No, I wish. The author of the book. God, if I could get Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> that would but be. You know, it is now
1: like 83, she's 83 I think, this year. You two, right. right? Why couldn't you get so her? So it's like, you could. Oh, my God. Those guys don't. don't She's my hero. Here. No, but that's She's the, the coolest
2: person yeah. in America. That's the beauty of the world right now with the internet is you can reach anybody. You could try. Yeah.
3: I, my buddy knows Ben Bernanke. I'm working on that, which okay. is not as exciting, but it's Ben Bernanke. Do you f- of is Fed. it like, do you get
1: pigeonholed though? Like, do you have problems? Like we have this all the time in terms of like breaking out of comedy or yeah. do you have a problem in order, you'd like to write a political article, but no one's going to do that with you because you have a sports background. Is that,
3: do you run into that? You know what it is? That's what my podcast is for. Okay. When I came in, I pitched like we're going to do Nerdist Sports, and we're definitely like we're like we recruited Wischinski and Lozo. Uh, I was in Burbank yesterday. We talked. I talked to everybody. Like we're going to do. We want to do video. We want to do stuff like cool sports articles and stuff like that. But for my podcast, there's definitely sporty overtones. Yeah. But I just want to talk to people that that interest me. That's it's, all it's I funny because like when we go around and we do live shows or whatever, we'll do radio
1: and whatever, and uh, we have a big fan base in the sports the, the yes, same fan yes. base as the sports radio people are our mm-hmm. fan base also so we often do sports radio and uh when we go on the show we're excited because we want to talk sports yeah. but when we get on the show the the interviews don't want to talk sports they want to talk about the movies and so we end up we end up on these sports shows wanting to talk sports and we never get to talk sports uh, that's I mean, kind of where you are in, but, we, I, but we always attack anyway yeah, uh, we I, do. Do. I,
3: don't, I like talking i'll talk about anything like yeah. if i'm I'm that guy at the bar. Like, what do you got? Let's talk about it. I'm just... I, I'm i the most mundane thing. I'm looking at, like, your sunglasses. Like, what country were you right. made in? Like, But that's what's fun. Did that, to when did the, when the style change? Like, it used to be that people were wearing the Tom Cruise reflector glasses. When Correct. did it change sure. from being tinted? Like, I have 60,000 questions about... It. I don't wear sure. sunglasses <laughs> right. And I probably will never wear sunglasses because I look stupid with All sunglasses right. on, frankly. No, you, you don't. Come yes, on. I do. I, I disagree. Bad. I don't... I wear glasses <laughs> glasses, but I Well... Yeah. No, but I don't... But I just, like, I'm so painfully intellectually curious. I sure. care about everything. But I'm saying then,
1: do you get annoyed if people come on and they just no. want to talk about sports or they, no. because you want to talk about everything, right? No,
3: because sports are vast. Like, yeah. if they say, let's talk about sports, I'll be like, perfect. We're not only going to talk about Derek Jeter. I want to talk about this and this and this. Sure. The number eight hitter or here's where the wind was doing that day Yankees did Stadium. Yeah. How about the fact they were playing the Orioles that day? Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm happy to talk about sports, um, but I might not come at it for, uh, like straight so ahead. So your podcast, do you think, like, will it be like, what, 20% sports, or does that matter? Uh, you? More than that, but it varies. Like, And even I'll have people on, um, and we'll talk, Like, they their specialty might be sports, but we might talk about other things. So one, one of my favorite podcasts, and Katie was here for, we did it here, yeah. I had Dan Heron on. Dan okay, Heron, yeah, a recently sure. retired pitcher. Yeah. Very good pitcher. Went on more than 150 yeah, games in yeah. his career. Um, we start talking. Very smart guy. Yeah, Not... Baseball smart, just smart. Okay. And handsome, too. Super handsome. <laughs> and handsome. Super, like, notably handsome. <laughs> like, model-esque. Yeah. Okay. He's half Mexican, I believe. Okay. Yes, okay. So is Lemmy. The just, Latin okay. side, that's good. The good so side. is uh, Lemmy. No, it's all good. And um, so um, we're talking. At the end of every show, I try to ask people, hey, just give me, like, a little thing. Like, what do you, you know, a little mantra or, like, a thing. That, and sometimes it's silly. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I always try to whatever. I try to count my blessings in life, whatever it is. And it's, you know, I I don't expect anything. I'm not trying to make it schmaltzy. I'm just like, give me a thing. And he starts in and he starts talking about how he was pitching for the Washington Nationals in 2012. He's from the West Coast. He grew up here. He went to Pepperdine. He's always been here. His family's here. And he was 3,000 miles from his family, not pitching well. You know, he could feel his mortality. His fastball wasn't going as much. And he grew up quite Catholic. Yeah, He's like, fucking. I'm an atheist now. And we talked for 20 minutes about atheism. No kidding. I'm like, this is great. Oh, wow. And, really? I, and I'm like, I'm agnostic. And I'm agnostic sure. in the sense that I'm, I don't know. And I'm agnostic in the sense that I really don't talk about religion very right. much. Sure. I can. I yeah. just don't. Yeah. Sure. But he made it interesting. And then huh. I really wanted to go in, tell me more. Tell me more. And, and, and you know, some podcasts are good, some are less good, or whatever. The feedback on that one was motherfucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. Heron drove the thing. But right. all I'm trying to do is give you a platform that if you want to talk about atheism when you never, ever do, yeah. and you certainly win during your career, go for but it. But that's the beauty of it, the podcasting thing also, which we've it's discovered. It's like,
1: you know, we talked a little bit about earlier about Marin when he had Obama on. It's like you get them in these situations and you can have a conversation with somebody about mm-hmm. that, uh, what their religious belief is, whatever it is, someone, you know, out of the norm. And then, and then you don't have to stop because you'll have only 10 minutes or you have whatever it is. And it becomes a great platform to shoot the shit you know
3: i think my only concern is like i'll occasionally have guests on and especially if i'm not approaching them like let's say katie booked them or someone else yeah it's just the expectation might be oh it's gonna this is gonna be super smart like come on jonah Kerry's podcast he's a sports guy whatever right. they're like cool and uh, you know, but I'm like a big fan of their movies or something, and so it becomes all right. We're going to talk for 15 minutes about sports, but for their 45, I really want to know about this project or whatever. Right? Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe I need to set expectations a little bit. Um, yeah. And and even then, sometimes I might come in and say I really like your movies, but I will find the sports conversation so interesting, and that'll take up 50 minutes of the hour. Sure. sure. It just depends. Well, also, people, I, th- I think, still don't understand uh, what a
2: podcast is, anyway. Um, Particularly, it's whatever you want. It to be. It yeah. that's the beauty of it. But, yeah. You know, the we, parameters
1: are
3: you know.
2: We'll have people. We'll have people on who. I mean, they're afraid to even walk in the booth. They're like, "What's going on in here? What is? The, what's? What's in here? Okay, what are we
3: going to do?" Well, there's like hazmat sure. that thing that's on the wall is a little yeah, nerve wracking. So.
2: Yeah, and then all the the pictures of the uh, you know the nerdy comedians as superheroes. Yeah,
3: but also the, the listeners, Jonah Ray vampire picture, yeah. a vampire picture or vampire little cutout there. Yeah,
1: the listeners also dictate sometimes. I mean, you know, that's the, well, that's the thing about radio is that. Like we're friendly with Damon Bruce, who who, who yeah. works from San Francisco, right? He's got himself in some trouble. He has. He has, he has. a couple times. I think we went on a show right after he. Had no, gotten we himself. had him on our podcast right after he got into big. That's trouble. That's what it was. That's so what right it was. Right after he got into big trouble. But anyway, you go on a show and he's a huge fan, and we're cool. fans, and we shoot the shit, and you end up talking for forty five minutes about movies, and the you see the board lighting up, and the board's like, "Talk about the goddamn Giants!
3: What do we think? What do you this bullshit? You know, it's he like, must be so happy to talk about movies. He is, and he's yeah. so excited,
1: and, and and we have a great time, and then and then his fans are not happy
2: well because also (laughs) because we are friendly with him and he is a fan we also probably overstay our welcome regardless you know that the fan could tolerate a five minute. Pee- okay, he's right. plugging something. Fuck. All right, fine. We'll talk. But he,
1: you know, to his credit, doesn't give a shit, and that's gotten what has gotten into trouble. Yeah, with saying things that he shouldn't say, but whatever. You
3: know. Well, the right. thing with Oldham with the Rolling Stones, chat, like, yeah. I've never talked about the Rolling Stones professionally nor written about them professionally in any manner. And here's this guy telling these amazing stories. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. maybe you're a casual Rolling Stones fan. It's Mick and Keith in 1965 sure. yeah. with John and and Paul coming up and like in London. Like it's just like that's. Yeah. Of course, you, you gotta want to hear talk about stories. that. Yes, of course. You have to. People are. Sometimes you can even have a rel- what you perceive as a mundane profession, but okay. One of my favorite movies of all time. Nobody has seen this movie. It's called okay. The Secret Lives of Dentists. Have you seen okay. this movie? No. Mm-hmm. It's with. Um, he yeah, has a very waspy name, Campbell Brown. No. Campbell Scott. Campbell Scott. Right. Yes, great. George, George movie. Scott's son. Right. George Scott. Oh is yeah, it, yeah. Is yeah, it? Yeah. Cool. Um, it's a great movie. And he not looked, the baseball he player. He, yeah. No. Yeah. But and he looks like his mother. <clears throat> And the movie is, is about – there's a, it's about a lot of things, and it's not that much about dentistry. But this whole like, – even the title of that, like, I bet there are dentists who could tell the best stories about this and that and, and yeah. what – you know, and – or like – Interviewing a bartender. Think how interesting that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Just hey, pick a bar. Well, let's go on to Melrose and find a guy and put him in the studio. Yeah. I bet it would be amazing. And I bet he'd talk for two hours about this person, this person's relationship, you know, just would just talk about what it's like to interact with humans. Yeah. yeah. We've often tried to do that Cab drivers, super like, drivers. We, yeah.
1: we make movies with people, and, and there are a lot of people behind the scenes that they don't know who are. We've had a sound guy on here. We've had The Grip on here. Oh, we have it yeah. on here, and you talk about what their job is and the, and the fun experiences they've had. And they're always some of the greatest podcasts. For yes, sure. Have, people have great stories. Nobody knows who they mm-hmm. are,
2: but they have great stories, you know? And also, I mean, frankly, when we made Super Troopers, a lot of police officers uh, would come up to us and they oh, thanked man. us for that. They said, you actually made us seem more human, you know? Like, we're yeah. not out to beat people up or whatever. You know, like, you showed us on our board days. Like, we do all that stuff. We play those games and nobody knows that about yeah. us. Yeah, so... Uh, That's it, awesome.
3: Yeah. I, it's nice to affect people in that way and whatever, we have conflicts with the people. Some people think this about police or whatever, but the bottom line is that for the most part, the vast majority are putting their lives on the line to protect assholes like me, and that's awesome. Sure, yeah. And um, yeah, I think that that's, that can be meaningful. Obviously, you, you, know, you want to make sure that you have a good performance. It'd be nice if you made some money or whatever, but if you, you know, especially if it's a comedy and suddenly it's like, yeah. oh, but, you're, but people are affected in that way, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: fun. Who do you think, I mean, you know, it's surprising surprised when you were talking about coming out here interviewing for jobs, and you wanted to, you know, fuse the business and the sports together, yep. and you know, people were afraid of that. I mean, who do you think? You know, I think about like Mike Lupica, for instance, who, mm-hmm. was, who was a guy who I always felt when I would read him growing up was different from. You
1: know, I love Lupica. The, all the other well, guys. Lupica had a style where his last sentence was always his best sentence. Like he was his last sentence of the article. The kicker, he would save it for yep. just the best turn. Yeah, of that's phrase. called the kicker. I know, I know, you know it. that. I know uh, it. But that was his. You know, that's the way I always loved about him. But well, was he? Lupica? Was he like a guy who? I mean,
2: he was the first guy, I remember, you know, Mm -hmm. in high school, reading Lupica, thinking like, oh, he's not just a sports guy. He's he's branching out into other topics. Uh, uh, Was that somebody who influenced you? Were there people before that who did things like
3: Last Friday, yeah, was I had this guy, Michael Farber, appeared on my podcast. Though it came out then. I would interviewed him a couple weeks before that. He's my guy. Michael Farber is from Jersey, Bergen County. He moved to Montreal at the end of the 70s, and he was the sports columnist. (coughs) Excuse me over the Montreal Canadiens, the Montreal Expos, um, also became a city columnist, and for the most part has been a sports writer for most of it. But he's the kind of guy who has such grace and elegance in how he writes and his worldview and stuff that if he wanted to, like he's got that in his quiver, he just doesn't use it that often. Yeah. Or he'll write a sports story and it transcends sports. It's about, a, I don't know, an Olympic swimmer, but it's more broadly about this, about this sure. aspect of life. And he's so good. And it's not, it's not, there's no pretense. He's not trying to be flowery or whatever. He just, he's, it's actually, he's very crisp, brighter. He's very to the point but it's so evocative, and he's my guy. He was my role model, and interviewing him was a damn pleasure. Like, yeah. that's a, if you to, there's a couple book, book, podcasts I'm really happy with. The Dan Heron one is one, Keith Olbermann's really good, but, and the Michael Farber one was probably, those are probably my big three. The Farber one's great, because it's, I'm trying not to gush over the guy. Yeah, yeah right. Um, right, 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 right. And we're theoretically peers. We actually both work at Sports <laughs> Illustrated. We're colleagues. Yeah. But I'm also trying to just convey how much he personally meant to me while having an objective one-on-one conversation. And uh, yeah, so I, that, he would be my guy. The other one is actually Bill James, and and Bill James is perceived as a as a stats door, sure, yeah, which is true. He you know, yeah. pioneered a bunch of stats thinking, but Bill James is a very good writer. Yeah, Always yeah. was. I read him. I started reading him when I was eight. My dad gave me my wow. first Bill James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a precocious little nerdy motherfucker. Right, yeah. and um, he turned a phrase in a really cool way too. Yeah, and all and and all of my favorite writers are not verbose. Like I didn't come to Hemingway until later because I was busy learning French and Hebrew every day. Yeah. But I read Hemingway, I'm like, oh yeah, it's so simple. Like whatever yeah. you think of the subject matter or him his persona or whatever, the sentences are short. Let's get yeah. to it. Let's, and so I'm, I'm David just Mamet.
1: Mamet. Yeah, Mamet's
3: great. Right. The, I, I, that's my kind of writing. It's just, it can like be evocative, too. but we're not fucking around here. Let's just get to the point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's why I, yeah. I went to law school, and uh, that's the, what they taught you
3: in law school. Yes, No fucking time. bullshit. Because, short, because, you know because the subject matter is really complicated. Yeah, you right. got to write a legal brief. It's, it's hard. Yeah. And it was the same with stock market writing. The stock market is is uh, so t- opaque, yeah, opaque it's and difficult, and yeah. obtuse yeah. and opaque <laughs> and all that stuff. They used to have, there's something called a flesh score. You don't know what the flesh score in the back in the days when people used Microsoft Word, you write your story, 600 words, or it's a screenplay, whatever it is. Yeah. And at the end, you just punch in um, spelling and grammar, and there's also readability statistics. If you click readability statistics, it comes up. The flush score is, it can be 40 or 50 or 60. At Investors Business Daily, it always had to be 60 or higher. 60 or higher indicates se- uh, seventh grade reading level or lower. Seven, either six Based or seven. Based on the three. words you choose, or the structure. of How long? Sentences? How long are the sentences? How okay. long are the words? Okay. Like, are you bullshitting? or Are you Hemingway? Hemingway would be in the eighties. Hemingway's of off thing. the charts. Okay. Got it. Okay. And I would always be over sixty, and, yeah. I, and I prided myself on that yeah. because I'm like, I'm... Um, and over sixty means it's
2: it means it's, that it's you're simplifying. It's read it. okay. It's readable. Yeah. By it's a seven. more
3: readable. And I am not a Donald Trump fan. However, <laughs> <laughs> that's his uh, appeal. That's his mo. People are like ah, yeah. he's appealing to fifth graders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. Keep it simple, right. That's what you have to I'm not yeah. saying that people are this smart, that smart. I'm, I'm not making an intelligence judgment. I'm just saying that the way that you communicate with people, even smart people, is that you get to the point. Yeah. And and Trump and his speeches and Hemingway in sure. his writing and, and I try, that that's kind of the That was role. the
1: David Brooks well, yeah. David Brooks article in the New York Times today. He talked about that. Did the he simpl- simplicity of message is successful and not, that's why Bernie not a big David. I like I like David Brooks. I'm not I his don't, writing I don't is not it. bad. No, no, I, I think he's a I think he's a logical Republican, which I don't always run into.
3: Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> I cannot get behind anybody who's anti-choice, even if they're amazing in every other way. Yeah, that's, that's a whole yeah, other story. Yeah, yeah, but I whatever. like that sentence that you just yeah, said. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah. I do like that logical, logical Republican. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry, 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 sorry. But you're 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 a stats guy anyway, so
3: um, you like to look up. I'm a stats, stats. to English translator. Okay. somebody else has stats I'm not that smart of a BA in journalism and philosophy okay. and uh, but I
1: can't I mean I, the stats have changed in baseball for example to me I like VORP and WHIP and all this kind of stuff yeah. it's like I know
3: Warp what they invented are invented by my colleague from baseball perspectives Keith Wolder who now yeah. runs the analytics department for and Cleveland War Warriors. and all, war, all that stuff but it's all it's you're I not, know what it all is, but I don't... I still, wait, which one is VORP? I'm still... An R- R- VORP R- is like war. It was the predecessor to war. The whole idea is you're trying to... Value over... Replacement player. Replacement player, right. The okay. whole idea is you're yeah. just trying to make... To compare apples to apples. If you have Albert Pujols, a big, strong, strapping guy, he hits 40 home runs, he plays first base, and you have Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor weighs a buck 70. He's a little nimble shortstop. Yeah. Or Omar Viscal or Ozzie Smith, or whatever. Right. How do you compare those guys? They don't look the same, they don't play the same. You use WAR or VORP or whatever, and you break things down into components. These, this is his defensive value. This is his offensive value. Here's his base running. Let's adjust for precision. Like maybe you hit 300 as a first baseman. It's not as good if you hit 300 as a shortstop or catcher because there aren't that many great slugging catchers or shortstops. Right. And so you put it all in the soup, and you come A-Rod. out with a number. Yeah. I'm an a fan. I like a yeah, Me too. And so you put it all together, and you get a number. And I think that's <laughs> kind of the goal. And I like... Again, what is that? It's just simplicity. Yeah. People perceive it as being, ah, get to get out of here with this stuff. Do you know how complicated batting average is? It's yeah. supposed to be hits over at bats. Okay, a sacrifice fly doesn't count. A sacrifice bunt sure. doesn't count. Walk. If the guy A walk. <laughs> if the guy <laughs> determines that it was an error, well, it's judgmental, but that means that it counts against this, but not right. against this. That's some bullshit. But that's, yeah, batting average is kind of a bullshit stat. We just know it is a bullshit stat. It's but just the most is, established that. It's the most established step. Sure. Yeah. And baseball is a game of stats. Sure. It is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Game of Thrones. Do you say RBIs or RSBI? RBI. No,
1: but What's the end? plural?
3: Runs batted in. You don't yeah. put an S after the I. RBI. But what's, what about? The plural of RBI's? Is, RBI. is RBI. Is that was your thing? That's, uh, that's a whole third different. thing. I hate people who say RSBI. I have never heard I've never that. I've never heard that. What? You never heard that? RSBI logically makes sense because it runs batted in, but who says that? You just say RBI. Susan Waldman says it. But Susan, Susan says Waldman it. is not the Bastion of journalism. <laughs> Hold Belgium. on a second. Much <laughs> respect for her long career. <laughs> Hold, but I'm on, not a the Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's talk
2: Susan Waldman.
1: <laughs>
3: All right, let's do it.
1: <laughs> have you, you, so you, oh
3: so, my goodness! Roger Clemens is in if, the booth. It's I love Roger.
1: It. It's Roger. Roger. Roger Clemens is in the booth.
2: Yeah, be careful now. Be careful Watch now. out now! I, <laughs> Ernst, I, Ernst Ernst I love his involvement.
3: I like the TV people. I like Singleton, and I love Singleton. Well, Singleton yeah, well, was an expo. expo. That's why. Um, that's why he was love an expo's him. broadcaster too. Oh, he was. Okay. He was for years and yeah. very good. And I I went yeah, to interview. That's him. why we got him.
0: He's great. Yeah.
1: Well, he's sneaky good. He's he has such a mellow voice, and yeah. sometimes you think like his insights are or normal, but then when after a while you're like, God, he is. He knows what he's, he knows what he's talking about. And and also, he's such a nice guy. And he's he he's a very nice guy. And yeah. really also nice.
3: impartial. And,
2: and, yep, and I don't right. mean to be partial to the New York media, but I've always found that in New York City, across the board in all the sports, that the commentators and the analysts were always
3: very careful to be impartial hmm. about the game they were calling. Maybe. And I don't Guess find so, that... Yes. Paul Murphy with the Mets was like that. I love, by the way, the new Mets crew... I'll put them with Vin or the Giants. Um, um, Who's on the new Mets group? Howie. uh, Oh, the guy who does... um, Oh, Howie Rose. Howie Rose. No, um... Oh, wait. Yeah, Rose, Rose. Yeah, yeah. Howie rose is yeah. uh, and yeah. Darling and Keith Hernandez. Yeah, Hernandez, yeah. Okay. Uh, and those guys were amazing. But like, Darling's you know, for his
1: is, voice, I don't know. There's something about Darling's voice. It's like, I don't know. It's the weird. California in it. A little I don't know fle- what it is. He's from it's Hawaii, li- I think. Is he? I think so. Is he phlegmy?
2: I... A little phlegmy? <laughs> he might well, be a little possibly. phlegmy. Wow, well, fine, <laughs> and well, Isn't well, Hernandez
1: well. Is a little bit like, uh, but Hernandez nasally? He tells the best. He tells the best stories. Well, because. But not the good ones. The cocaine. He doesn't tell the cocaine stories. Sure, but you know, he's got them.
2: You know he's got That's, him. He, you know
3: he's sitting on a cooler of beer under uh, <laughs> under his chair. When Gary Carter died four years ago, Gary Carter was ex-boy. a great expo and yeah. also a uh-huh. great the man. The kid. Yeah. And um, I wrote two articles about it that day because I couldn't even wrap my arms around all the thoughts that were going through my head because he sure. was, was a young guy. Sure. And... Um, the, the story that I wrote for Grandland was about the, most of it was about the reaction that other people had to him dying. It was me kind of summarizing. Yeah. And the FAN and all the New York stations had all his Mets teammates on and they all talked about it. And Daryl Strawberry is being interviewed, I think by Francesa. And uh, Strawberry, of course, he had a very good career, but, you know, arguably could have been better and yeah. he got into drugs and so forth. And, and Carter got vilified by his teammates because he was a goody-two-shoes. He would leave the stadium and right. go home to be with his wife. Right. He would occasionally drink. He never snorted or smoked anything and, and was a religious guy. And Keith Hernandez and Lenny Dykstra and Daryl Strawberry sure. and Dwight Gooden, all these guys were Those hard guys into are, yeah. various things. Whatever they were into. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Strawberry starts crying. And he says, I regret the way that we treated Gary. Sure. That Really? We perceived him as being this narcish kind of guy. And yeah. all he was was just. And I'm not saying that that's the right path. If you snort whatever you want, sure. whatever you want, not for me to say, but the fact that they would come out so aggressively against him because of that, because he didn't fit the model or whatever, yeah. he just said, no, that guy got it. He just, like, he just wanted to play ball and he was a good person and was charitable and, and took time for everybody. And I didn't realize at the time I, was too, yeah. I had too, too much on my dicks. own ass. They were dicks. Yeah, yeah were sure. Dicks to
2: it's, it comes when you're sitting in a jail cell and, and you know, <laughs> no, you've no. run out of money and you're like, you know what? I fucked up. That guy actually had the right
1: idea no doubt and
3: i th- and hernandez wasn't quite as over the top about it but people talked to keith too and he's like no gary carter was a great person like I yeah. really like a good player and, oh, was he awesome.
1: your man was he your
3: guy tim raines was my guy oh rock Rains. tim raines oh. a big cocaine Love guy rock um <laughs> yeah rock raines of course famously in the 1982 season they did not call him rock rains for that reason that's, no well, that's, maybe i don't know i did they,
1: well <laughs> well when <what> <laughs> he, like? he was in the yankees he yeah. was in the yankees you know he
3: established that nickname before because he was just built very he's like 5'8 but like oh, yeah. 190 and all a, yeah but um, he, in 1982, uh, spent the whole season high, yeah. and he always slid head first into second because he had a vial of cocaine in his back pocket. No way, every yeah, really? really? Every moment
1: of every game. Really? Hilarious. Oh, my God. Is it hilarious? Rock uh, To me, it is <laughs> hilarious. It's just one of those, you know, look, these are the little little subtleties. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, the but I, lo- I mean, I love Rock Raines. Like, when, when He's he came such to, a good guy. When he came to the to Yankees, friendly. he brought so much... Like, he brought like a f- like a fun quality. Like the Yankees get kind of knocked for being a little too uh, lacking fun. Or whatever. he was the team leader on those he early years. He teams. was. He came in and he established that he had this thing so where everyone, uh, the tradition was everyone had a different handshake, and he had a different handshake for every single player, and then that translated to everybody else. And it's so funny, people calling the Yankees that
2: kind of team cause, like some of the Yankees, well coincidentally so coincidentally yeah, him. The, no no that's yeah. not why yeah. but you do
3: him, but you do but it's not that's yeah. keep he's gonna, going he's going to get a
2: photo of tim Rain's doing some coke
3: no <laughs> well, sort of but not quite i'll show you rock reens no but like
2: remember the, it was the teams and it's you know comically it's the teams that didn't go to the postseason of the Yankees. Like, let's right. with, mm-hmm. uh, with Deion Sanders and like, I Mel Hall. I don't even
3: remember those teams. Rafael no. Santana. I know. But those are 90 to 93 teams. So Tim Raines um, is a very good baseball player. And obje- aside from my subjectivity, yeah, statistically, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. He's like, what, third in all-time steals? What is he? Like He's third in the top 40? five. Yeah, okay. Everybody else who has 500 or 800 or more steals yeah. than is in the Hall of Fame except for him. Yeah. Uh, he has more times on base than Roberto Clemente, Honest Wagner, or Tony Gwynn. Okay. Uh, and he's not the hall of fame. Is it because of the vial that he had in his back pocket? I Think or is that I something think to do that with it? I there's some nuance. Like he, did he didn't. He didn't his hits. Cook. Yeah, he had 1,300 walks. If you combine his walks plus hits, like I said, more than Clemente and sure. Gwynn and so forth. Anyway. Do You think expos get shit on a little bit, though? Is that part me, of it, too? Yeah, you could say that, except Dawson's in, Carter's in. Yeah, Pedro? yeah. Pedro's not in yet. Oh, he's not in? Pedro, Pedro was... went last year. Oh, he did? Yeah. That, and that was great. Fucking oh, Pedro. Dude. Oh, he had a great speech. He had a, Pedro had a great speech. All right, hate now Pe- I'm telling two stories. I fucking hate Pedro. Uh, your audience won't know this Pedro story. Okay. I've told Good. this story before, but in very Good. baseball circles. So, Pedro and I know each other a little bit, and okay. I have various other Montreal friends who know him. And we all decided that Pedro's going to Hall of Fame and he made the Hall of Fame as a Red Sox with a Red Sox hat, sure. but he established himself as an expo. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> we we go to Cooperstown, New York, and we're all coming from all over West Coast, East Coast, whatever. Some of them are in Montreal, but yeah. we all made our way. And we're all gonna share one B and B. We're shutting the whole place down like who's we miles. now? You the writers? Or? Me and, and Montreal broadcasters. Okay, got some it. some of the younger guys kinda right. next generation, like I'm friends with some guys in their fifties, sixties, some guys twenties, thirties, we're all going and a couple of them bring their girlfriends, we're all gonna stay in the house. So we get into town in Cooperstown. It's two or three in the afternoon on a Saturday, beautiful, eighty-five degrees, whatever. Sure. And the B and B's kinda out of town. And we're wearing exposed jerseys, <laughs> old ones, <laughs> cutoffs, yeah. and right. flip flops or sandal, whatever, you know. Yeah. We look like bums. Yeah. And we start drinking. Okay. We're yeah. drinking. We go to dinner. I met Rick Flair at dinner. Oh, oh, the nature, nature boy. Only, like a side thing yeah. that I met fucking the nature Rick boy? Yeah. Flair. Okay. The fucking Nature Boy. Okay. I saw him last night. On so, TV. We, we, and there was a parade or, that goes down Main Street, and Pedro's on the thing. Pedro points at my buddy. He sees him wearing exposures. Right, That's right. cool. That's <laughs> awesome. So, great. So after dinner, we're like, what are we going to do now? We're like, oh, what's everybody up to? So I text my buddy, who's a Red Sox beat writer. What's going on? He says, well, I'm at Pedro's party. I go, what are you oh. I, And we like, no, Pedro. We're like, sure. not well, but a little bit. We're like... There's a Pedro party? Yeah, yeah, It's being hosted by the Red Sox. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and yeah, I said, Gross. okay, I'd like to come to the party. Is okay. there Coke there? Is that, was that your next one? <laughs> no Coke. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, but he says, let me ask the PR lady who I know, a lady named Pam Ganley. Very nice. Pam relays back to Tim. Tim says, okay, come to the party. I said, can I bring a couple of friends? Tim asks. Oh, <laughs> God. I brought nine friends. Right. And, In Expos outfits. Expos outfits. Fair enough. <laughs> flip-flops. Drunk. Dirty. <laughs> yeah. Sweaty drunk <laughs> all right the party is a black tie party oh jesus Excellent. okay the commissioner of baseball rob manfred <laughs> is there shit. okay and duquette ex-players like his whole family cousins dignitaries whatever and right. it's a red sox party at this beautiful establishment with an open bar uh, open so bar so we hit the open bar. <laughs> okay okay <laughs> because we're kind of standing on the side we're like we don't want to we have a couple more did you say hi to pedro Hang on. <laughs> so Pedro starts giving a speech. Pedro's decked out. He's got this bright red suit. Looks great. Right, great. Starts talking. And he's talking in Spanish, whatever. And he's he's giving a speech. Da da, da 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 And everybody's crowded around. And now we're feeling a little self-conscious. Like even though we're shit disturbers or whatever, we're like oh no, like this is his family. And the commissioner of baseball is here. Yeah. What are we doing? And we're like maybe like the scrum is all within five feet of him. We're like 20 feet behind the crowd and we're kind of standing there and Pedro's just kind of going along and he's scanning the crowd and he's telling stories and he flips back from Spanish to English and again, he spots my same buddy and he looks at him and he looks at the 10 of us and he goes, Bienvenue, mes amis! (laughs) Meaning welcome, friends. And he calls us over and then we did shots and selfies with Pedro. Uh, All night. P.S. That's not even all of it. (laughs) My buddy, the same buddy who's wearing the jersey, oh, whose name I said before, Dave Kaufman, who's the radio host, one of my best friends. His phone's blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. He's single. He's like thirty four. Okay. At that point, he's thirty-four. And I'm like, Wait, well, you got you got upstate New York Tinder? Like, what's going on over there, homie? He goes, No, it's the mayor of Montreal. The mayor of Montreal. We we don't know the mayor of Montreal. Sure. How'd you get Well, somebody gave him my number. Well, what's going on? He can't get into the Pedro Martinez party. <laughs> <laughs> he wants you and I to go get him. <laughs> okay. Bonjour, Monsieur Mayor. Can How we old take the you the mayor of Montreal? You know, fifty-five. Okay, okay big sports fan. Okay. Uh like Rob Ford or, or like a. <laughs> no. Different. He's, of a different he's, plot. A, he's, a, he's also a, a heavy set gentleman, but he's, okay. he's a jolly guy, whatever. Okay. And we bring him in, and then he does shots and selfies with people. Jesus. With wow. Yep. And That's everybody awesome. feels great. Sport,
1: you know Was Don uh, Zimmer
3: there? <laughs> oh,
1: I do feel bad about that. Oh, That's a blemish as, as you record. should. As you should. That's not,
3: that wasn't cool. That's that was correct. totally not he cool. He feels bad about it. Yeah, I guess so. He'd yeah. a battle, but still. He did it. He did it.
1: That's why, like you're like, I can't. I'm not gonna forgive uh, pro-choice if you're anti-choice, a Republican. Anti-Zimmer. I can't, I can't forgive
3: Pedro for the Zimmer thing. It's hard. I, I don't blame you. I tears in my eyes. Oh, so the Tim Raines thing. So Tim Raines, I'm like Rock I, Raines. Rock Raines. I've become his number one advocate for the Hall of Fame. I've actually swayed a bunch of voters. Oh, I'm good. Not, okay. I'm not yet a voter. I, are you okay. writing about it or are you just? I write about it, but you meet guys. I mean, your I co- your colleagues person, are, are, are the voters. I see them in a press box. Right. I've been on TV and radio, and I'm like. There's a guy named Bert Blylevin, who was a very good pitcher yeah. back oh, in the yeah. day. The he 20s. got into the Hall of Fame mostly yeah. because of a guy named Rich Letterer, who was okay. like a guy in his 60s. Very a push for him. Very statistically yeah. oriented, made a push for him. Yeah. So I've become for better. For, I'm not the only person who advocates for Reigns, but I'm kind of the, the whatever of the movement. How much, How many more chances does he have? Like, One more chance. Oh, this is it. Next okay. year. Okay. He okay. needs 23 more votes total. Okay. That's okay. not a lot. Wow. And And everybody gets a bump in his final year and he's got good momentum sure. and he's probably going to get to hall of fame but it's touch and go and i've been and it makes me distraught because he's my favorite player and and objectively i think he should be in the hall of fame right so uh, you know i have a career and it's fine It is what it is I haven't done crazy things, but I was on Seth Meyers, which is okay, okay. for like a run-of-the-mill baseball writer. That's pretty yeah, fucking right. wild. The other guests, He's by the way, were, were Sophia Vergara okay. and okay. Natalie Dormer, Queen Marjorie okay. from Game mm, of Thrones. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And God Beautiful. damn, I love Game of Thrones? Beautiful. And they're yeah. both attractive wow. ladies. And Dormer, by the way, is the coolest. She high-fived okay. me on the way to stage. She was great. Okay. Anyway.
1: Also an Expos fan.
3: Big Expo's fan, <laughs> so so Myers and his producers they're like they would have sports authors on and they would freak sure. out about sports. So it's like nobody watching has any fucking idea remotely who I am. But Myers is like, yeah, let's do this. So he just turns me loose. He says to do Expo stuff. So I'm speaking in French. I'm singing. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he says, okay, I want you to make the case for Tim Raines for the Hall of Fame. This is on. He let you do that on television. Oh yeah. So my pinned tweet. Yeah, yeah. Is me. Is We're you in on? Pin okay,
1: go to on Seth go Myers. Go to right? Jonah Jonah Carey. On Twitter, we'll throw we'll this like you'll along. see that thing. Oh, so you made oh, the f- you're fucking buffering now. Oh yeah, now you got a buffer.
3: Boom. Oh man. Wow, this was. A who else story, is guys.
1: who else is up in this class that is going to be a problem? I mean, is is there someone that's going just Jeff Bagwell?
3: Well, Vladimir Guerrero is in the Bagwell this is not uh, Bagwell uh, and Reigns are right in the same. But level.
1: Bagwell's got his own problems. He's been trying. Her. He's go. He's been going down, right? He's been going down. No, no. He he
3: did briefly, but he went back up. There's some theory that he might have. That he's a steroid. I think yeah. that everybody's steroids. I don't care. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I, I like Barry Bonds. I yeah. like Rod. I don't care. Yeah. Um. I love that this is not playing. By the way, go to Jonah Carey uh, right, uh, at twi- his... on Twitter at Jonah Carey. At Jonah Carey, and you'll it's see it. It's me... Pounding my fist, going. Tim Raines needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Dramatic pause. I will come to your house and hunt you down if oh. you don't put him in the Hall of Fame. And you hear Myers being horrified, and then it cuts. Down. It's a vine. It's just six that's seconds. That's Donald Trump's uh, delegate speech. Yeah, I'll hunt you down. I'll hunt you down exactly. I did, yeah. But now that's that instead you're, of you're, it being people of color, I'm just a sport white, <laughs> that's right. fat sports. You're writers. just going to get rock ranks. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. And
1: so then if there's nobody
3: uh, seriously, Bagwell's the only guy who's really in contention. So or? Vladimir Guerrero Vladimir gonna is going to make the Hall of Fame eventually, but there's something that they have a bias against first ballot guys, and it's yeah. just first. Time. Unless if Reigns and mean- Vladdy an yeah, yeah, both made it, we would burn down Cooperstown because Montrealers get after it. We're crazy. But you're
1: saying there's. Uh, uh, I'm not just talking about expos like former Expos. You're saying that those are the
3: guys. Period. Who Osada's are Posada's on the
1: ballot? Yeah, I'm a Posada guy. But no, like He's going to get 25 percent of the voters. Yeah, he's not going. to He's not. So, gonna, he's
2: not
3: gonna. so it's going to be Reigns and Bagwell. Are there probably. any Expos in the Hall of Fame? Uh, Dawson and Carter. Dawson and Carter. I uh, went in as Expos. Pedro is in. Right. There are guys who played for that. Randy Johnson briefly played for the. Larry Walker. Larry Walker in the Hall. Larry Walker's not. He has a case. You okay. can make the argument. Sure you could. What about Galarraga? Would Galarraga go? Galarraga, very good player, not Hall of Fame caliber. Big Cat? Big Cat. The Big Cat. Yeah, yeah. the
1: Big Cat. Good
2: yeah. swing.
3: Steroids? I, mean, I, I think he was pre, almost pre-steroids in a way. Right? I, there are a lot of guys who took steroids you would not know who took steroids, which I'm not going to start out Are with you people. on steroids? <laughs> I'm on, <laughs> I'm high off life. Do you guys make steroids <laughs> jokes amongst yourself? Like, you know, like,
2: I take steroids to make me write a better piece. Do you, do you make that joke? <laughs> no? Okay.
1: We can move on. Derek Jeter never <laughs> took steroids. <laughs> Never took steroids. And if he did, well, how would that affect your opinion of him? Zero. But Zero. he didn't. He wouldn't. He didn't. He never did. How do you know? Because I he's fucking the, know. He's the consummate. <laughs> he, he, he got is, too, he much, raised too right. much pussy. He's got his, good parents. His dick worked perfect. He's right. got good <laughs> parents.
3: That's why. Steroids ruins your dick? I guess some kind of steroids can. I don't know. Can I, before we, uh, are we we're getting, okay. How far are we, Katie? Well, wait. You have to go. It's twelve fifty-five. I do. I, I, I well, have.
1: I have. Friend. I have one. I have at least another Canadian. question. I'm enjoying question. this. You guys I have another are awesome. Canadian question. Seriously, thank you for. This. Do you, you have you.
3: to go? We, let's let's do let's whatever. Ra- you let me get one. Canadian I got a Canadian yeah. question.
1: Yeah. Um, let me. I have made a joke about this. Um, Canadian football. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask this question. So I didn't, no, you no, ask. you do it. No, okay, you do it. Have you ever been to a Canadian football game? No, it's
3: fun.
1: There are two teams in the league (laughs) with the same name. I I was going to ask you, who
3: is your favorite team? The Rough
1: Riders or (laughs) the the, Rough Riders?
3: Tell me how that works. One of them is one word Rough Riders, the other one is Rough Riders.
1: It's the Ottawa Rough Riders and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Saskatchewan Rough Riders
3: Riders are the Green Bay Packers of Canada. Saskatchewan is not a big province. The city that they play in is not huge, but they have a rabid following and they travel everywhere. But what the fuck is it? Why are there two guys? The the Ottawa team is not called that anymore. They're called like the Red Blacks or something Okay, they changed it. to your question, is I have no fucking idea.
1: I mean, that's I don't know. Absurd.
2: Is it why? The, I, I mean, I would look, look, you know, there's that old trivia question about like, you know, what are the eight teams in professional sports? <laughs> it's like you got the Giants and the Giants, the you <laughs> know, the Eagles. Jets and the Jets. Yeah. yeah, seriously, there's like eight teams in the Canadian in the whole football thing, league, yeah. eight, eight or
3: nine. I eventually they, became they got nine.
2: a fight. Is it a, bull, is it a bull riding thing, or
3: you don't, don't know. So. No. Although the bull riding, that's in in, um, in Alberta. That would be yeah. the, Calgary yeah. the Calgary Stampede. Because the Calgary Stampede is a big event. Yeah. Right. By the way, if you've never been to Calgary Stampede, that is the most fun you'll ever. We've have. heard that. We're
1: going to Calgary in October yeah. to do shows there, and uh, go in July, Everyone tells July. us to go then. God. We were there in
3: the summer. It's a fun place anyway. Get divorced for twenty four hours and go up there all weekend and fuck a bull. Fuck a cow, couple. You don't even have to actually do anything. A just, rough fuck just, a horse. You'll know what a rough allow, rider is, eh? Just yeah. to allow yourself to be immersed in the. In the in I'll give the you a rough rider, eh? I have another question. Do you think?
2: Did you think? What's your uh, stance on the War of eighteen <laughs> twelve?
3: <laughs> we kicked your fucking ass, hear, man. I, I, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you play Canadians are pacifists. We own your <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you play fantasy sports? I play in a league called the League of Leagues. Okay. Mm. Again, a connection to Dave Damashek. He and I met at the Farmer's Market. We'd met before, but we had beers at the Farmer's Market in 2009. He said, let's do a League of Leagues. We waited years. We finally did it. Football, though, or baseball? Baseball, Oh, basketball, football. Holy shit. One league. Wow. Drafted in Vegas. 12 hours. Okay. You could trade Mike Trout for LeBron. Oh the crossbow! oh yeah wow. what the fuck how do you do that amazing wow that that is how the league of leagues. you just keep you keep multiple sites so you keep your basketball so you just like Jesus. You just manually input who's the, the commish rosters. who's the commish i'm the commish okay. that's a tough job well the guy who does the tech stuff is, is is i don't do the tech stuff i just kind of make sure everything's running i've never running. heard of this such guy a thing. named toby Mergler, who's great does that and it's so out, to, and it's a 14 team league, so it's relatively. That's not that deep in baseball. That's very deep in football. Oh, and football, basketball. Yeah, yeah, basketball. 14. I have also a 14 ready.
1: team league. Yeah, in football.
3: the first trade that was made, and I make trades. I'm an insane fantasy person. I believe myself to be possibly the best fantasy the player. Oh shit! Not fantasy football because that's luck yeah. and bullshit. Yeah. But what? baseball, what oh, a thanks. skill. Yeah, Char West. Skill. Cool. Name me one thing that you know. Got you gotta about move. You Got to move on Char Kendrick West. He, you, you never ass know. Last season, he did kick ass. Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, Do you know I, anything I, about his forty time or about his whatever? Uh, nah, yeah, four I five to three. It's got a cool come. name. Oh, no. He's Got a cool name. No. I would
2: Char Kendrick I love it. Yeah. No, yeah. um, it's, okay. it's no de- de Ferguson, but it's Debrickashoff. The great.
3: Dude, I cannot play normal fancy sports anymore. Okay. What I can't trade you said Clayton Kershaw or Steph Curry. What's the point <laughs> of this stupid league? That's it. That's I can't even fathom uh, that. Amazing. I can't even fathom Lg of is the website, and it has all the rosters and it shows the rules. Okay, the, it's very simple. Like we, so the, the scoring is all done by league. Yeah. So it's a two-year keeper league. So because we want to redraft, like we like the idea oh, of drafting, I but we want to have a little bit of strategy. Okay. So two years is okay. A little bit. So all positions are keeper. All. Yes, or, Okay. Got it. All okay. positions there, there's no salaries or anything. Okay. Like okay. That. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a straight draft. Yeah. So baseball is just run by rotisserie. So like there's home oh, wait, runs so and RBI's. You do baseball too. Baseball, oh, basketball, football. Fuck, so crazy. each ten categories for baseball just run roto style. Yeah. Basketball's eight categories: points, rebounds, three points, whatever, uh, um, free throw percentage, all that. And football is run like football. It's run okay. head-to-head okay. with playoffs. And the way that the overall scoring is done is you get points based on where you finish in the standings. You finish first, you get 14 points. You finish last, you get one point. So six. it's three different sports, two years. So it's six leagues. Maximum points is 84. And then it's based on the overall standings. Top three finish in the money. And there's also little prizes if you win What's the buy-in? baseball or basketball. It was small. We did 500. Okay. No, 500. We wanted to do two grand. We talked about really doing it. But we had... Sure. people at different sure. ends of the income so you spectrum and we didn't want to do I'm that. Trying
1: to figure, so you don't unload your football team when baseball
3: is going on in order to have more flexibility you, you on the roster. absolutely can. And, and okay. now we're, we just started year two. Now we're in baseball year two. Okay. It go, when baseball, full season. Yeah. Football then basketball. So it's going to end at the end of basketball season in 17. Okay. So there's absolutely strategy. There's diminishing returns. Baseball as it's, it's like a, it's like having a car. There's depreciation. Yeah. So you have to think about if I'm not going to contend in baseball, I need to get the fuck rid of my baseball players because now we're in the last season of baseball. There's a full season left in basketball and football, and so yeah. you can in the middle of the baseball season, you can trade, you can trade any guy you want, Bryce Harper, in and you can get, yes. uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers or some shit like that. And because okay. there's individual Far- prizes for the individual leagues and an overall prize, if you're like ninth overall, you're probably finished by now. But you can win basketball next year. Sure. So you trade all your baseball guys to get Steph Curry and Westbrook and Durant and whatever. Wow. Yes. Well, that's a, that to Can't me, by the way, is the that beauty of, of the keeper league is that it makes trades happen because... But there's a double keeper aspect because of the different sports.
2: That's what's fascinating to me yeah. about it. Is is uh, I mean, frankly, your your league scares me because well it does. We're pretty, we're pretty into it I'm in three fantasy football leagues I had to, I had to quit hockey because it was actually affecting the way I, like I watch fantasy hockey I,
3: I, I can't w- do baseball I, we wanted to do hockey too but year. we just didn't have enough people like we need 14 guys all willing to go to Vegas all willing to put a little bit of money on the line who we're all friends with yeah. who also like hockey that wasn't going to happen do you find that the fantasy sports affects the way you watch your favorite teams like I remember I that. don't have any favorite teams. The only favorite team that I have is there the Montreal Canadiens. And I'm running no hockey. The Expos. Because mm-hmm. the Expos moved away and <laughs> basketball and football. like I have teams that I sort of follow. But like, I guess that's pretty interesting that that's your know, case for I'm you. I'm a sports orphan. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, that's...
1: We talked about it in the past. It's like, you know, people talk about uh, a resurgence of sports. I mean, the reason to me for football is fantasy football. Of course. There's no question about it. Sure, but, yeah, it's, it's, like, but it's, a, th- it's like I'll watch on Thursday night, I'll watch the Titans play the Jaguars. we got two yeah, players on. It's, it's great. It's, j- it's great and it's different. Yeah. It, I would if, never do that. But it fast. fucks with your loyalty. I mean, it makes
2: your it's favorite team is your team. Your it's your team.
3: Yeah. but I don't, it, Especially as I, you get older, I think that there's some people just like, yeah, I grew up a Patriots fan, but whatever. I'm 45. I have kids. Like, I want to play fantasy. Sure, but like. I do too, but I can compartmentalize.
2: That's good. Kind of. You I kind of it. can. You I can do it.
1: You kind of can. I can't do it. Like for
2: instance, I quit fantasy hockey. Yeah, because I was sitting next to my friend at a Rangers game. Yeah, and your friend's name was Wayne Gretzky. It was it? <laughs> yeah. Call Yeah. No, but he but he had he had Theo Fleury on his team. Okay. Who was going on a short
3: short handed breakaway you were say on an all like the team had to be as short as possible. Like, <laughs> short in Theo team, Fleury would like be five the best. Five. Five. That, yeah. would,
2: that would be awesome. Yeah. No, but like the sh- team, shorthanded goal. Theo Fleury is racing down the ice, and right. it's going to be four points against me in our head-to-head matchup. And in my heart, I was like, no, no. And oh, this he, is when
1: Fleury's on the Rangers. Yeah, okay. and he
2: scored. And the garden goes nuts. And I paused because I was like, fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and that to me was when I decided to quit fantasy hockey. Now, yeah. I, I know you right. very well. And, yeah. and I know that even when the Giants have gotten their asses kicked— right. If it's like somebody who lit them up who's on your team, you do find that silver lining.
1: But you know what? I, and I, know, I can't do anything about that. And I know no, you're sitting at
2: home clapping like you do when you're, any of your fantasy players scores. He, go, he goes like he
3: goes like, <laughs> <laughs> like a seal. Yeah,
2: he claps. He <laughs> claps. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I know you're doing that over there. Yeah, okay. That to me is the blurred line. Because you never would do that, mm. you say. This, this
3: episode it, of the podcast brought to you by Blurred me. Lines. It's, yeah. That well, song's coming back. Your league is public. It's, it's, you're saying it's. A, you have a L- website for your league. lgofleagues.com. Um, and, and can people go there and like, you could see the rosters, you could see which trades we've made, so you can see all the crossovers and well, stuff wow. like that. You can see we have supplemental drafts for hockey and or, sorry for football and basketball. Because new rookies come in. And so, like the first year we went to draft anybody, but Amari Cooper comes on the Raiders or Carl Anthony Towns or whatever. We want to be able to account for that. Sure. sure. Yeah. Are, you, are you going to have somebody who um, makes it accessible to other people to start joining? So, like, yeah, my buddy Toby Mergler, he has a day job, so it's difficult, but he, he's a software guy. He wants to make a platform whereby anybody. The way that we do it is we run it off of ESPN League. So we just have a baseball, basketball, football. We just use those. Yeah. Yeah. But ideally, you like to have it on one website and whatever. Yeah. And so he's hoping to develop that, but he's been, he has a baby and whatever. Yeah, baby. but that will become yeah. a
1: huge new It will be the next step. Be new I thing. think that
3: it's a niche thing because people are not super-duper maniacs like we are. But some people... I think uh, there are it happens I think there are addicts, addicts out there. It could be. And it's fun. And it changes your perspective a lot. And, and it's funny because I don't watch football. I have not, I've watched yeah. one football game... In the last four years, oh, okay, um, and that was that's the crazy. Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a Super Bowl. Um, this Super Bowl. Now you're a Broncos fan, and I and uh, <laughs> I don't. I just I'm not a big football fan, but I I made the playoffs, not watching any football. Okay. Which, See, that's the which, beauty of fantasy sports. Mm, you know why? No, no. He's numbers. He's fantasy a numbers guy. football. Okay. Fantasy baseball, if you try to do that, you have no chance. Sure, that's fantasy, why I don't, I mean, I can't, real, I fantasy can't handle fantasy, fantasy baseball. Grand. I did it one year. It's but, honors these yeah, two games, I can't, yeah, handle,
2: I'm it. I can't at, uh, handle it. Yeah, I'm shooting shots at It was, it was tracking who,
3: who, which pitchers to put? In yeah, fantasy rotation. baseball sucks up your soul. It's yeah. too much. It's too much. So I'm okay, okay with fantasy. I'm the other way. I'm so hardcore that I yeah. need fantasy baseball. The only reason I'm okay with fantasy football is because we suck. We. It's but you also vortex. have to cover it all. I mean, that's part of your job. So don't you think? I don't write about football. No, I mean, I'm saying I'm about
1: baseball. Baseball. baseball yeah. that's why. Yeah.
3: Well, honestly, it, it's the other way. I play fantasy to enhance my knowledge. Like I know the backup second baseman for the Twins or whatever. I watch the Twins sure, but it wouldn't be at the top of my mind but I'm like oh yeah that guy i da, 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 da. watch out for him right. and it just it feeds story ideas come off of fantasy all the time I have one last question yes you. but I, I wrote this question because I thought
1: you were a Nationals fan not but you're not no. I thought you went exposed to Nationals no he's smart enough to answer your question anyway okay you're starting a baseball team you're starting a baseball team Bryce Harper Mike Trout
3: Carlos Correa
1: I, I, you know what it's funny you say that. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I watched that opening series against the Yankees and I was like I mean Carlos Craig, I liked watching him a little bit last year but I, in this beginning of this year I'm like holy shit he's, he's A-Rod he's like the new A-Rod he's looks like A-Rod I mean like holy he's fucking big. shit this he's guy is shortstop. unbelievable he's younger than Trout
3: and Harper yeah. that's not the question will he that's make out with himself will he, uh, he'll kiss I, himself in the mirror Yes. Um, the yeah. honest answer is I'd probably take Trout because okay. Trout, Trout hasn't, has only won one MVP he should have won four yeah. you know? and he's, he's just he's the best player every he single year also
1: seems like a nicer guy
3: than, than, than Bryce no, Harper. no than Bryce
1: Harper Bryce Harper seems like a douchebag.
3: I to love me. swag, dude. I like, I like,
1: you like a little cockiness, is what you're saying. Absolutely. But he Randy seems like Moss, a dick Barry Bonds. Oh. But he seems like the kind of guy in high school you hated that guy. Like the yeah, real. Yeah, but I dick went to a athlete. small Jewish
3: parochial school, so I was the starting center on the basketball team. <laughs> guy I was but the nerd. And, and the nerd. But, but like, you were a nice guy.
1: But I'm, I'm saying like Trout's I, a nice guy. They're, it seems like they're nice guys. What I'm saying is
3: I was not I'm privy to this like whole cliquish, like, oh, you're the nerd, you're mm-hmm. the jock, you're the this, because we were so tiny that it yeah. was close-knit, and then I became an adult, and then you don't think about that stuff when I you're an adult. So. So. But Randy Correa, I, though, it I, take, I take Correa, too. But,
2: but you're talking about, like, <laughs> in terms of the swag. Er, 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 I love swag. In terms of the swag, don't you like better on a guy like Randy Moss, who, when you see him behind the scenes, he's hilarious, as opposed to Bryce Harper, who doesn't really seem to have much of a personality.
3: Bryce Harper, this, that, I
2: don't think so. I, I think that's
3: wrong. He's, that's a clown question. That's yeah. a, a clown statement. Harper <laughs> this year, he—they—they um, you know, they had players would put decals on the bottom of their bats. So there's yeah. a guy named uh, Matt Duffy. He had a Duffman one on the bottom, right. which is fantastic, yeah. of course. Yeah, sure, sure. And they outlawed it. They said, you're not allowed to put decals. Um, and Bryce Harper said, fuck that. Yeah. And he put 100s, like the emoji 100 underneath. Yeah, yeah. Then he hit his 100th home run. Which right. great. And then he also... Um, a couple weeks ago, started railing about people who were pissed about hot dogging, about swag and all right, that. Right. And he decided to uh, come up with a slogan, which subsequently became a hat, which is "Make baseball fun again." Hey, take off on the Trump mm-hmm. thing, sure. And sure. you know what? If you're tweaking Trump, I'm okay. Okay, I'm sure. okay with Go that. With that. I'm right. And and I agree that like baseball. Listen, maybe you don't like that, this much hot dogging that much, or whatever, but you must like a little bit of I fair. like hot dogging. Sure. Uh, I, don't want, I, I love hot dogging. I'm, I'm
1: talking about more attitude. I'm talking about more like if you're truly a like bad a person. Bag. Yeah. yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe he is. But maybe he is, maybe he's not. I don't know. Yeah. But he's going to be a Yankee, so it doesn't matter. Yankee or Dodger?
3: That's I mean, some, be one well, the the Dodgers are going to be Both of them are saving all their money for 2018. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's like $50 million and two players comes off the board for the Yankees. He'll probably get $450 million. Yeah.
2: It depends on whether or not he wants to go to the all time greatest team or if he wants to
1: say fuck you to yeah. the all time greatest and team. And he, w- he has to shave that fucking beard. Wow. He's got to shave true. that fucking beard. I can't beard. argue with that. Yeah. He's got to
3: shave that beard, too. Those are the rules. Do they still do that? Oh, Yeah. They Mr. Steinbrenner's they, legacy lives yeah. forever.
1: Well, it's the new Mr. Steinbrenner. I'm, yeah.
3: The thing is, if you have a guy like Brian Wilson on your team. Too bad. It just, no, I'm saying it changes. Too bad. Like, I, I think it would actually change the Yankee, whatever, Yankeiness, if he was on the team with the beard. I don't think it would look right. It wouldn't look right, no. They it's, made, it's your mind in your mindset. Well, the Mattingly thing was the funny. And, of course, it became the a The Mattingly was day. a great thing. Yeah. It was great. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know. Tragic
3: figure time, my way.
1: Um, oh, Donnie's, you know. No, no, I'm saying he's, he's the Ernie Banks. He's the. He was one of the greatest living Yankees. But he lived exactly in the era... Between World Series, except, the Deion Sanders exactly in the except era.
3: Except that they were the best team in the American League in 1994. And 1994 and right. was a big regret of my season. sports life yeah. because the Expos were the best team. Yeah, it was, imagine the Expos against the Yankees. Yeah, that'd have been great. That would have been a cool World Series. Uh,
1: Bernie Williams won the batting title that year with mm. like some ridiculously low. Matt moment, Williams though.
3: was on pace for yeah. 62, which at the time would have been the yeah. record. Tony Gwynn was hitting 390.
1: Yeah. 94, 94 would have
3: been a good year because it would help. It would help Buck. Frank right? Thomas was going nuts. Yeah, 94 sure Knicks, was a great year for New York sports. The Knicks, the Rangers. Yeah, you know? it was. You're right. The yeah. Yankees, were, they had a
1: chance. All right, we gotta let uh, yeah, yeah, we gotta let Jonah Carey go. We could sit here and thank bullshit you. all day long.
3: I loved it. That's good. You guys are cool. Yeah, thanks,
1: man. Yeah, thank you for coming and shooting the show with us. I appreciate. And it. your, your, like he makes a whirlwind tour into L.A.
2: And I will just say for the record, yeah, I knew that Greece was sitting here. I didn't even mention Greece. I know. I, didn't I got a, a Greece. couple.
1: I got. A, we got blame Canada. We got. I got a couple of different musical. music oh, yeah. You know what?
3: How about if I come back in okay. a year or something like that? We'll have you back.
1: No, you know what? We should do. Who's gonna win the World Series this year? Just make a prediction, and then we'll have him back and make fun of him for it. Go.
3: Cubs. Oh, fuck you. That's too easy. Well, because the playoffs are random chance. The best I, team usually doesn't I win. I do
1: think Joe Madden's the best manager around. He's a great, man. I fucking love Joe Madden. Yeah. But whatever. I don't think the Cubs are going to win. What Who do you think is going to win? Yankees, bro. Come on. The Yankees are going to finish maybe third. <laughs> what? That's <laughs>
2: ridiculous. Kay Levine's shaking her head at you right now.
1: Yankees, come on.
2: We, you know what we should do? We should do one of our famous uh, uh, foot pissing. Bets. Oh, pissing on the foot? Yeah. Who's going to win? Yeah.
3: Okay, With I'm gonna car-
1: just to rub it in. I'm gonna say nationals. How's I don't that? dislike the nationals. I'm just gonna say I have no animus in my heart you for should. any person, you sports
3: entity. I like you know. The world's great. Okay. Life's great. Okay. Yeah. I love that philosophy. It's a good philosophy. You're right. Also, my other philosophy is we're all going to be dead soon, so we may as well it's have true. fun now. And the, we'll all be dead before the Cubs win the World Series. Oh, wow. wow.
1: What's up? Shit. What's up? What's, oh, up? What's shit. up? No, I know you're not a Cubs fan, right? Who gives a shit? Um, okay. So, but that's his prediction. So when we have him back on, we'll be like, oh, now if the Cubs, Cubs do win the World Series, oh,
3: then you are the, you going a p- genuflect? You get to piss on our feet. Yeah. So should I have the um, what do you call it the Man o War. The jellyfish sting you first and then sure. I'll piss on your feet. will you so it. be a, no. an act of altruism? No, you should eat
1: beets and asparagus and then piss on our feet. Mm-hmm. Do, does beets make your piss smell too? It makes, red. Ew. Red, yeah. smelly, I don't eat beats.
3: red smelly piss. Neither piss. do I. I don't like I love it. asparagus. Yeah, I, red, I'll red smelly all piss asparagus. on the feet. That's what it is. You know,
2: like I've been eating chicken salad. That seems to be making my pee pee smell funny. Really? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is what's this in is the great. chicken. Great. There's cumin I'm in so it.
3: glad we kept the podcast going because there's it. cumin <laughs> in it. I think
2: that's what it is. I think it's cumin. <laughs> cumin. Cumin. Yeah, oh, there's <laughs> some cumin in my
1: Bye. Bye. All right. Okay. Thank you, Jonah Carey. Thanks for joining. Good luck. Everyone, chicken salad on the way. Everyone, listen to Jonah's podcast on Nerdist Network. The Jonah Carey podcast.
3: Uh, And Puck Soup is really good too. Subscribe to that too. Hit that. Great hockey puck. You're you're taking over Nerdist Sports
1: now. Nerdist
3: Sports, Sports Illustrated. I write for them. I write for CBS Sports. And uh, on Twitter, at John Carey. Boom. Love it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, sir.
1: (laughs) 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 Talk to you next week. Now leaving
0: (laughs) Nerdist.com.